Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Thursday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1500 KIVA, BQ.FM, RockofTalk.com, 550-5500, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, our podcast uh, available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and we'll be back on uh, RockofTalk.chat as well. Bit of a somber start here to the show. Obviously, it is a uh, rough time here. Uh, the voice uh, there is of uh, General Greg Zanetti, Brigadier General Greg Zanetti, who abided uh, here in the studio here on this particular day, we'll say hi to him uh, very quickly. Greg Zanetti, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you today? I'm good. Uh, as good as we can be expected. Exactly. This is a terrible time. We'll get into the details. Uh, we do have some, uh, we, we, we've got some things. You're running for governor. I'm running for mayor. Uh, we've uh, had a, an unbelievable 24 hours, uh, folks. I'd love to sit here and spike the football and have a great time and say that, oh, wow, you know, we raised uh, nearly $16,000 in the first 24 hours. And uh, I, I can't get excited about that because of what's happened in Afghanistan, Kabul. And we're not, we're, we're days away from the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And just for this to happen is just something for, for all of us to probably just talk about for the entirety of the first hour. So I hope that you treat it as such. Uh, I'm going to very quickly though, ask uh, each and every one of you on this day, we only have a few days uh, to raise as much money as I possibly can uh, for a mayoral campaign, uh, which is going to take back the city. It's going to certainly help uh, everybody that we possibly can uh, for next year, uh, which is going to be the gubernatorial race, uh, Greg Zanetti's race, um, um, or, you know, with all due respect to you, Mr. Zanetti, uh, whoever the uh, gubernatorial sure. candidate is chosen by the Republican Party, that you have to go through a primary. And then, of course, uh, we've got our House races and taking back Congress. Right. So we have to focus on those things, and this is the gateway to that. This mayoral race right. is the gateway to it. And I'm going to say something very exciting to you that you should seize on this. If you're a Republican and a conservative, if you're an independent, if you're just somebody who's sick of, sick of the Democrat Party this time, this is the time to walk away, join our campaign, jump on board. Yes, I can go ahead and say it. Get on board with fight4505.com. Donate as much money as you possibly can. We need you. We need your financial support. We need. We have over 330 volunteers. We have over 170 people in our Telegram Fight for 505 group. All this stuff gets to take off in earnest because we finally get to start putting out our signage, finally start to get uh, put out the signs out on the property. Uh, T-shirts will be coming in. We'll have all of our stuff, uh, swag for the people who are going to be working for us, who are going to be marketing for us. Uh, and you're going to see our army out there. Uh, Greg's got his army that he's going to be employing in 2022. Uh, this is a certainly a first good look at uh, what can be done, how quickly it can be done. The election is November 2nd. We'll start early voting in early October with the balloon fiesta. There's a number of debates that are being scheduled. Um, but all at the same time, we're still going to be bringing you the news and telling you about what's going on here in our city. If anybody wants to throw a fundraiser for me, $5,000 is the commitment. I have 12 fundraisers lined up, folks, 12 of them. Literally nine of them just in the past week alone, all ready to go, okay? We need you. I'll show up. Uh, we'll knock them out. We'll talk about the campaign, but most importantly, we'll talk about how to take the state back, 
You've seen what's happening. They are absolutely just squeezing the country, squeezing the state. We're going to relate what's happening in Kabul uh, here to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico with Greg Zanetti. <laughs> and before we do mm-hmm. that, uh, if you want to text in directly, all you have to do is I will send you these links. And then I want you to share, share, share. Don't care where. Share as much as you possibly can. Facebook, Twitter, uh, saveabq.com, the number one abq.com, grassrootsabq.com, and the best one of all, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. We want to make sure that we get these links. We want you to donate. Uh, people who have donated, you know, $20, $25, whatever you can afford, I will walk you through it if you can't get through it. I walked several people through it. They were having a difficult time. Uh, you can also, when you go to any one of those four websites, you can send a, and mail in your checks uh, as well. You can send your checks in, and it'll be right here. And then starting beginning next Wednesday, you can pick up as many signs, uh, bumper stickers, et cetera, as you uh, possibly can, so we can take back this city and thereby the rest of this state. Um, we are not on the def- defensive because we don't need to be. Uh, several pieces have been done. I want to thank the man who chose me to go to Boys Nation to represent the state of New Mexico for dishonoring his own choice and legacy, uh, a failed mayoral candidate by the name of Pete Nelly, who wrote a uh, unbelievable write-up that I think is the most complimentary thing ever. Uh, it says, Deferrer, Trump, Rock, Radio Shock Jock, Eddie Aragon formally declares running for mayor. Let's jail grandma to reduce homeless and other crazy, a choice between the lesser of two evils. Here it is, a Democrat vouching for two other Democrats. Democrat Manny Gonzalez and Democrat Tim Keller right there. And one crazy Trumpster is no choice at all. Yet that is the very person who chose me to represent the state of New Mexico up in Washington, D.C. at uh, our state's uh, probably most important venue for uh, young civics education, the American Legion Boys State and Boys Nation. I'm a proud graduate of both and proud to have represented New Mexico. And thanks, Pete Tonelli, for the uh, absolute confidence uh, that you give me uh, by writing that up. So uh, also thanks to Chris Ramirez channel for finally had a chance to look at that. They won't post it on their website, but uh, there it is. So one more time, one ABQ.com, save ABQ.com. Uh, you can go to fight for 505 right here, fight for 505.com and uh, grassroots ABQ.com sign up, volunteer, jump on board. All right. Let's talk about the news of the day. Really? Everybody saw this coming. I'm pretty sure everyone forecasted that this was coming. This is the greatest loss of U.S. military life in one day since 2011. 12 U.S. soldiers killed, worst one-day loss since 2011. Three suicide bombings, 90 dead, 150 at least wounded overall. It's hard to get cameras in there at this point. Nobody's wanting to film. We don't know what's going on. We're just getting reports. Biden finally coming out, uh, addressing the media, I, a man who totally is bewildered, has no idea what he's doing. And I, I got to imagine, uh, uh, Brigadier General Greg Zanetti, you had to have been uh, moved, not just by hearing the news, but probably just uh, taking in a number of uh, phone calls all day long from uh, various people asking your thoughts on this. Oh, yeah. And the anger level is sky high. And the anger level uh, springs from how can we have leaders who are so disconnected from what's going on in the real world? I mean, the whole idea that the Taliban could be negotiated with, they could be trusted, or as Biden is saying now, well, they were just acting in their own interests and thinking that the Taliban were acting as a nation state the way we would view it 
in this country of dozens of tribes Eddie, right. who are all constantly vying for power. Well, they've got the, what, the Pashtuns, the Tajiks, the Hazaras, Uzbeks, uh, Turkmen, Baloks, Parsha. There's there so many tribes, each of them looking at this and saying, here's our opportunity. This is our opportunity to get a name for ourselves, to get a seat at the table, and to think that the Taliban is controlling this in some way. And therefore, if we work with them and it's in their interest, therefore, it's all going to be OK. Clearly, you know, th this hasn't worked. And chaos is now d defended on Kabul. And so let's let's just pull it back a little bit because you're going to hear all the same things today from so many different you know levels about what's happening on the ground there i want to zoom out a little bit and go back to something you and i talked about 10 days ago okay. and that was what is this going to do to america's standing in the world what is this going to do to the dollar how will that that then translate to new mexico and then we're going to tie this, I'd like to, to your mayor's race, the governor's race, and actually the next presidential race as far as the leadership styles go. And so... Can, let, can before we do that, yeah. Greg, I, wanna, I just want to, just for the, for the moment, because everybody's been fixated for the last hour on the words that are coming from Joe Biden. Right. I want you to take us, as a man who understands leadership, who understands rank and file, who understands the mentality of our Marines, uh, uh, I mean, I'm thinking of the, the people who are out there serving on our behalf. I mean, two weeks ago, they had no idea they were going there. Today, right. we have 12 of them who are dead, and their families are grieving, and they're angry. And they knew that they were walking into that territory right? Uh, uh, totally empty-handed on a complete and total rescue mission with deadline at the end of the month that they had to get out. I mean, we saw all this stuff coming. Right. Uh, I am a firm believer that Joe Biden, where we're at right now, and I heard it thrown out before, he needs to resign. He needs to resign his position. I, I don't realize, I don't think he realizes the gravity, especially with 20 years on in terms of 9-11, where he truly stands. And, 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 and let's just look at his. And I'm going to take you through this just in case you are not able to uh, hear all of it. Uh, Josh Hawley at 4.30 this afternoon, Eastern time, that's 2.30. We're going to start there. Call for Biden to resign. He said that to say the loss of American lives in Kabul is sickening does not begin to do justice to what has happened. A grim stat highlighted by the Federalist co-founder Sean Davis. Today is the deadliest day for American forces in Afghanistan since August 6, 2011. Uh, further, uh, and this is right before, more House Republicans call on Biden to resign. Lauren Bobbert, Brian Babin. Biden must resign, be removed by his cabinet, or be impeached. It's imminent at this point. Zach Cohen, Roger Marshall this afternoon states that President Biden must face the American people and address questions on how we will respond to this massacre. We're literally watching Joe Biden walk up to the podium and have to address this. And no doubt that this has everything to do with, uh, I think, how he, he is reflected on the, on the rest of the world. And it goes to right at, as you started out this entire uh, thing is, how do we look to the rest of the world? China, Russia. You know, they can immediately come in in, in the middle of Eurasia and, sure. uh, and, and take, over, take over Afghanistan. Yeah. And uh, no, you're watching a totally befuddled man right now. And he's the commander in chief. I had a question come in today. You know, can he be tried under the Uniform Code of Military Justice? Can he? I don't I would assume so as the commander in chief. I don't know if it's never been done. But yes, if you're the commander in chief, you would fall under UCMJ. And you've got to look at this and it's the level of incompetence is so high. It's hard to overstate what's going on here. But this is what you get when you have leaders who lead by decree or by fiat or 
that let it be written, you know, so let it be done kind of thing. And there is no planning. There is no substance to the decisions. And this is what we've been seeing out of the Democrat Party now. Well, certainly since he got in and in this state, since MLG was elected, it's this leadership by decree. Right. Uh, and I saw this at Gitmo. You know, I was there when uh, President Obama was just taking over. And you know what his first executive order was? Shut the place down. We said, okay, fine. Sir, what do you want us to do with these guys? Hey, there was no planning. There was no effort to, you know, integrate the State Department, the Department of Defense with foreign leaders. What were we going to do with these people? And so with no plan, no accountability, no responsibility, no staff effort to make this work, it was just a decree on paper. Just because I want it. Just because I want And this is what Biden did in Afghanistan. I decree we will be out on this date. Well, okay, sir, we think it's going to take this long to get the equipment out. And then what priority are we going to get people out? Who's eligible? Who's not? None of that staging was done. And yet, I mean, the remarkable thing about this is just historically, the people over there have gone to war in the spring and summer you know, since biblical times, you don't go to war in the winter ever. I mean, we had time to say, okay, look, we're going to take this time to da, 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 da. We had months. And by the time we got to the winter, could we have done this all in a way that we could have gotten out? And I think most people agree. We couldn't stay there forever. I get that. But the way in which we have done this with just this arbitrary date, we're going to leave. And the idea that these, this Afghan army, it wasn't even an army. No, Eddie, this thing was called it was put together by the United Nations. Did you know this? I did not. All right. It not a, it wasn't a military force. It was put together by the U.N. It was called the International Security Assistance Force. I.S.A.F. Well, our guys were supposed to train it. And again, you had all of these different tribes with different languages, different cultures, different religions, supposedly going to come together to fight for the future of Afghanistan. Well, pretty soon our guys were calling the I.S.A.F. I suck at fighting, or the other acronym was I see Americans fighting. And we all knew, we all knew that this could not possibly work. And then when the leaders of these groups were basically bribed, now we're learning this now, the Taliban sent in a bunch of money and says, hey, look, tell your guys to to leave, and we're going to give you all this kind of money. We'll be cool. We'll be cool. And and they just, in 11 days, you know, shoot, Napoleon or Alexander the Great type movement, they take a whole country in 11 days. If President Trump were president, this would never no, have happened not, this way. Not a Yet, chance. Uh, if you uh, listen to liberal media, they, of course, are, are blaming him. Statement by Donald Trump, 45th president of the United States. Ben and I send our deepest condolences to the families of the brilliant and brave service members whose duty to the USA meant so much to them. Our thoughts are also with the families of the innocent civilians who died today in the savage Kabul attack. Uh, 150 and all this tragedy should never have been allowed to happen, which makes our grief even deeper, more difficult to understand. Uh, 452, that is uh, 2.52 p.m. Donald Trump issues that. Uh, uh, 5.14, just talking about the crisis in the White House, it's got to be just a, a total boiling pot. Well, and, sure. And, and, and Biden is, at this point, the frog in that boiling pot. They came out with the report with the death toll. 90 people killed, 150 injured in Kabul. Uh, this, according to the Wall Street Journal, who actually has somebody on the ground there. And literally six minutes later, Joe Biden is out in front of the American people. We have some sense what the families of the brave heroes are feeling. You get the feeling like you're being sucked into a black hole in the middle of your chest. There's no way out. My heart aches for you. Uh, Nobody is feeling compassion, and nobody thinks that Biden 
our president is feeling compassion for those people and the loss of life today. No. And the whole world is watching this thing. So let's zoom out for a minute. And I heard, you know, Biden say today, America will keep its word. We're something along those lines. I, I, I couldn't even articulate in the car driving. What are you talking about? You haven't kept your word to anybody on this thing. And all of those Afghans that worked with us. And by the way, we, we had a number of Muslims working for us at, at Gitmo who were on our side. If we had left them to the detainees, it would have been pretty brutal. Just telling you that. Anyway, he has broken his word to so many thousands, tens of thousands of people. And not, every military family. Too. And every military. Right. All across. You, was, you, you included. Absolutely. All right. So now pull back. The Arabs are watching this, the Chinese, the Russians. Now, let's go back to something that will affect all of us here. And we and I know it seems kind of crass to talk about this, but what supports the dollar is the petrodollar system. Petro being petroleum, dollar meaning dollar, that we trade oil in dollars globally. Okay. Part of that deal is we would defend the Middle East. I mean, that, in fact, that's what the whole deal is predicated on. You trade oil and dollars, we will defend the kingdom. We will defend OPEC. If you're watching this right now and you're the Saudis and you get out a map, you say, hey, wait a minute, Afghanistan's fallen, Iran has fallen, Iraq has fallen, Syria has fallen, Turkey isn't in our camp, Lebanon's not in our camp, Yemen isn't in our camp. Look at a map, Eddie. They all surround Saudi Arabia. Right. And the Saudis have got, to, got to, or have got to be watching Biden say, we'll keep our word, saying, how are you keeping our, our word to us on this petrodollar deal? And then what did we see last week? Biden asked OPEC to open the spigots because he doesn't like $5 gas, right? And so what did they tell him to do? They told him to pound sand. They said, no, we're not going to do that. You shut down your Keystone pipeline. You shut down your own domestic oil production. If you think we're going to make up for it for you, you got rocks in your head that would not have happened under President Trump. Anyway, this is where we are. Our standing in the world is falling. I think you can expect as a result of us not even being able to do an extraction from Kabul that our standing in the Middle East and the, and the foundation of the petrodollar deal will be called into question in a huge way. They are already sending that signal. And if demand for dollars falls, because you don't need dollars to buy oil while supply of dollars is soaring because we're about to pass a three and a half trillion dollar budget deal, plus the 1.2 trillion we did last week, plus the 9 trillion that had come in the previous what, 12 months as supply. You'd have to be There's an econo crash. economist. What? Yeah. All the, crash. Right. What happens to our currency? Yeah. All right. So how does this, this affect? This is exactly what we talked about, yes. I think, uh, three weeks ago. We, we, we said, well, this is whole, this whole thing is being done on purpose right. for reasons that have nothing to do with the men and women, uh, that are actually in Afghanistan and the Afghani forces that are fighting on our side. It has to do with something far greater, more sinister right. uh, and very nefarious uh, at this point. And this is why we all have this sick feeling in our stomachs. There's something bigger has happened here than just what's going on at that little airport. Right. And anyway, I don't want to minimize what's going on at that airport, but there's a bigger story going on here. How will that affect New Mexico? Well, all right. Let's see. We're we're all for shutting down um, the oil and gas industry here, so that we can go, all go to the New Green Deal. Just as oil is going to be not priced in dollars anymore, and meanwhile, the the idea in these people's brains who are leading us 
is if I just pronounce it, it will happen. Well, clearly the world doesn't work like this. And this is what we see them melting down on TV right now, because when it doesn't work as they pronounced, they, they have no idea how to handle this. But this is how MLG handled COVID. Make announcements. Yep. How it affects people in the real world doesn't right. really connect. And it's her. arbitrary, capricious, and we're right. not sure. It's the way that uh, Fauci has done uh, his policy stuff. We've got to take a quick break. Yeah, but, let me, but let me say this, and I think it's uh, really important. God has an interesting sense of timing, doesn't he? Yes. And karma has an interesting uh, way of <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. And I can tell you right now, when you're looking at this, I mean, this is all uh, right now with the way the thing is going. It's like you have free free will, free choice. Right. Um, America's evil right now with the choices that it's made. Choices, loosely. Right. I mean, I don't think we had a choice. I still think the election was stolen. I will continue to say that, by the way, uh, which is one of the reasons our FM station was attacked. And, and I will tell you, like, at this point, as you're looking at all of this, we're days away from September the 11th. The right. impact and the timing right. as we are bringing back American soldiers and American citizens and servants in however their cargo, C5, right. whatever vehicles are coming in, I guarantee the news media will not cover it. Fox News will cover it. All of our conservative media will cover it. We'll be sharing that stuff on right. Telegram and every place else. And let me tell you, that is going to evoke something in conservative and Republican Americans here in this country that I think is going to be the genesis for the pushback against them starting now going all the way through 2024. And I, I don't think it's going to stop. And I don't think I mean, you're going to see DeSantis. I don't even want to get into the political calculations of all this, but I can tell you right now that this is going to be, we, what do we have? Benghazi back in, right. in, in 20, I mean, uh, 9-11, 2011. I mean, you, you look at when that happened. It, I mean, it, God has such an interesting way of timing and karma has a way of working itself out. Uh, and I do want to talk about the first thing that came to mind when I saw it, when I heard about this, uh, this morning, was I thought about uh, Black Hawk Down. Right. First thing I thought of. So well, you, gonna... you heard this. This is why we weren't sending in rescue missions because they were terrified of a Black Hawk Down episode. What? They got something worse. What? You're not even going to try because of some... it's unbelievable how these people think, how politicized this is. And Anyway, the level of thinking is so shallow. Again, it's, it's hard to overstate how shallow this is. It is. Back after a quick break. Thanks, everybody. Please uh, keep the soldiers in mind who lost their lives, their families, and if you have a loved one who has served this country, uh, this is for them. 428 back and four. Keeps us coming back for more. The space between the wicked lies we tell and hope to keep safe from the pain. But will I hold you again? Fickle, bottled words confuse me. Like, will it rain today? Waste the hours with talking, talking. It's twisted games we're playing. We're strange allies with warring hearts. Robbing wild eyes and beast you made. The space between a wicked Keep safe from the pain. 
I'm Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides wellness activities for the mind, body, and spirit. Our Fridays, Sugar Hollow style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Boutique style assisted living. 270-0801. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodly.com. Sometimes we just need to pick me up. Make us godly again. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with the purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Former President Ronald Reagan said, To grasp and hold a vision, that is the very essence of success. Leaders set a destination. Leaders have a vision. They communicate that vision. They are passionate about their vision. They make sure everyone in their organization understands the vision. Their vision attracts and affects every employee in the workplace. Do you know your destination? Does your team know your destination? President Reagan also said, the challenge of statesmanship is to have the vision to dream of a better, safer world and the courage, persistence, and patience to turn that dream into reality. What is the vision for your company? This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. Petco Gone Wild, located in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full-service dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time, cats too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to solve pet anxiety from summer thunderstorms. Come into Pet Food Gone Wild for calming treats, 10% off, pets.theplaceilike.com. Get your mobile coupon and tap to call Pet Food Gone Wild at pets.theplaceilike.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for Amendment Rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973, always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. 
Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. It's just going to be a partly cloudy afternoon, maybe some rain up towards foothills. We'll find out a little later. Right now, it is 95 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, they cleared the accident I was telling you about on the on-ramp to uh, I-25 southbound at Montgomery, uh, but still very slow back to Osuna. And if you're northbound on I-25, that is really slow, almost back to the Sunport now, up to Central. And I've not seen this in quite some time, so I'm just going to let you know, you really want to keep your speeds correct on I-40 as you make your way eastbound to the mountains, Literally on my screen, I'm seeing 10 units between I-25 all the way to Wantabo oh. on both sides of the freeway. So keep your speeds down, I-40, between I-25, the big eye, and Wantabo. All right, we're at Salon Deluxe today. Love to see you out here. They've got Canyon water for you. Come on by. got a gallon for you. We're in Country Club Plaza on Southern, about a mile and a half west of the 528. Salon Deluxe always treats you special. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. I see a red door and I want it into black. No colors anymore. I want them to turn black. I see those girls go by dressed in their summer clothes. Four thirty six here in the Kiva on a somber day. I am running for mayor, savebq.com. We got General Greg Zanetti. He's running for governor. We're getting uh, the lowdown on what's happening. Uh, lots of people texting, lots of people calling, lots of people angry, Gold Star families especially. And uh, people need to understand that you don't pull this off uh, without having all your uh, sort of bullets in the chamber uh, to go ahead and decide to make this move. Uh, General uh, Brigadier General Greg Zanetti, a seasoned uh, veteran of the United States Army, decorated uh, someone who operated at Guantanamo, understands geopolitics and uh, military strategic decisions that are being done. We just went over that in Guantanamo, but I think more importantly, I think the question a lot of people want to ask is, you know, does people want to play political football? It's interesting. Uh, certainly the media has been doing that, CNN and the like, uh, trying to paint this on uh, directly uh, Donald Trump. And, uh, how does this uh, all become uh, Biden's uh, issue? How does this become Biden's uh, fault? These are all his people who were involved. Uh, take us from sort of start to finish in terms of how it happens, Greg. Well, I mean, clearly we had to come out of Afghanistan. It's the how part. And we talked about this in, in the previous segment. It's leadership by decree is how the Biden administration is doing this, which is the exact same way the Obama administration did things. They just said, this is how it should be done. They sign a piece of paper and they walk out and there's no coordination. There's no accountability among the agencies. The bureaucracy the, is not you know, mobilized to do the mission. And so what happens is everybody sits around a table saying, well, what are you going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. I'm a, and, and this is what we saw at Gitmo when, he wanted to clo- when Obama wanted to close it down. This is what we're seeing out of Obama, right? I mean, out of uh, Biden right now. And he just says, we're leaving Kabul. 
Okay, that, that's got what he it. stated right up until three four three twenty this afternoon when there was finally accountability, right. and then he comes out as the strong man. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. As if he's having his 9-11 moment all over again. I mean, I think he forgets the decision that he made just last week. Right. So if you're going to be the commander in chief and you say, okay, we're going to get out of here. All right. Then you get your staff together and you say, all right, how are, how are we going to do this? Who's responsible? What are our milestones? What are, we, what are our priorities? How are we going to do this? Let's see the plan. And I'm going to guess someone in the plan in the Pentagon probably had some plans that had been contingency plans for a long time. You know, dust them off and you say, okay, this is what's changed. This is what's still in effect. This is how we're going to do okay. it. This is the methodology and we will be out of there, sir. It's going to take us six months. Okay. Got it. Then you set the expectations, but you don't just don't decree we're going to be out and then you have chaos occur and you wonder why it didn't happen. But I told them this, and this is why they're melting down on national television. Yeah. You would never run Literally the mayor's. Literally melting down. He, right. he, could, he was clutching his his uh, his folder didn't know what to say, and now he's suddenly flipped that he's on the other side. We will not be deterred by terrorists. We will respond with force and precision. Wait, didn't you just talk about withdrawing forces? Yeah, you're going to respond with force and decision in the place we choose in the moment of our choosing. Now he's uh, making empty threats. These terrorists will not win. Our mission will go on. Oh, I thought you just said the mission is going to be finished. I right. mean, you hear the double speak right. here. And America will not be intimidated. No, we just got slaughtered. Right. And, and, and now imagine, imagine you're the mayor of Albuquerque. You would not run the city based on, I decree, decree. this. I de right. It, a lot of people have said, hey, are, what are you going to do? Clean house when you go there? It's like the last thing I'm going to do is that. Right. I'm going to talk to every single person I can. Right. But look how our governor runs the state. Right. It's all by decree. Meanwhile, her staff and her cabinet are blowing out and coming in every few months. There's no coordination. There is no, there's no, and there's no strategy. There are no tactics on how are we going to turn this state around because you just make pronounce and then go out and have lunch. It's not how things work in real life. And then when it doesn't work out, everybody's befuddled, but I told them to. Let me ask you about the Taliban. Aren't we uh, basically didn't Joe Biden's administration just execute uh, the pullout on behalf of the Taliban? I mean, if of you course. really look at it, didn't and I'm just going to sort things out, right? You know, sticks and, and wheels out there. And aren't we just basically looking at? Didn't we just execute the Taliban plan? We have the same interests as the Taliban to both pull out. Taliban wants us gone. We want to be gone. We want to accelerate that as quickly as possible. Uh, and and in doing so, what we did is we just created a giant crush for the people who are trying to quote unquote preserve the peace. Right. It, and then it was totally devoid of any thought of any other groups that, that are operating there besides the Taliban. I mean, it's a tribal society where they're in low-level tension amongst each other. What we never figured out there was if four or five tribes kind of form an alliance, and that alliance gets too big, well, then three or four other tribes go to the other sides to keep the balance of power in effect. I'm going to guess that there are a bunch of tribes over there that are now under this banner of ISIS-K. Well, but you, you threw out the word. Is the Taliban and the ISIS now working junction, and have they always yeah. been? I mean, I'm, right. I'm understanding that uh, there's uh, $3 trillion that belongs to the Taliban slash ISIS, making it one of the larger economies in the world at this point. Right. They've been able to accumulate uh, this level of, whether I don't know, it's petrodollars and ammunition and munitions. 
Right. And they've been working this actually through drugs in Afghanistan and through deals with the Russians and with the Chinese who were more than happy to be working against us in Afghanistan, by the way, just the way we worked against the Russians when they were in Afghanistan. Anyway, we all know that there are so many different moving parts over there. And yet we we went into it so simplistically about how we were going to withdraw. And that's why people are angry. It's it's a level of incompetence that makes us feel uneasy about our leadership. This is a man who's been 50 years in Washington, D.C., who right. understands the matrix. So this is the man who was pushed out of the Benghazi watch and also the takedown, I believe, of Osama bin Laden. They did not want him in the war room. They did not want Joe Biden anywhere in there. Right. Uh, and, and now he's doing when now we're figuring out why he was never wanted around any of these things. And he was just the, the good time guy uh, for the most part. But this is not a good time uh, uh, sort of endeavor. This is something, a serious consequences after a 20-year investment to the tune of, I think, uh, I don't know how much, how many trillions okay. of dollars we spent. At least $2 trillion, but actually we don't know. I mean, there's yeah, so much there's no black to, money, you know, right. dark money that gets moved around. But okay. We don't know. So let me ask you the political stuff very quickly before we relate it back to the same types of edicts, the same types of, uh, leadership right. that is here, which is never, never good. Uh, leadership is complicated business, as we all know from uh, you right. and Donald Trump. Uh, Biden says, I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. That's a moment. So let's listen and let's listen to a moment. And then I'm going to get your immediate reaction, uh, General Greg Smith. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks? I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened. Of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that a former president made a deal with the Taliban. If you could get all- Should we right. proceed at that point? Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so you get your sound bite. I take responsibility. So that's for MSNBC and for, you know, the, their appetites over there. Oh, look, he's doing it. And then the very next sentence is basically saying, but it's his fault. Let's listen to the rest. All American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others, but would not attack any American forces. And what did they do today? <laughs> right. I mean, you would trust this is beyond belief. And on the basis of, well, it's in their best interests. Well, first, who's the they? The they, they have a bunch of competing interests, which they never bothered to sort out. And that the idea that they would act in their best interest probably meant that they should probably kill, try to kill more Americans because then their status in the region rises. Again, this level of incompetence is hard to overstate. Keep going. Um. Jen Psaki's been out there. I believe that she's uh, outgoing at this point. Too much uh, uh, heat in the kitchen as we're looking out. Is uh, she resigning? Is that what you're saying? I've, that's what I've heard. Oh, yeah, wow. That she'll be uh, uh, leaving before the end of the year is out. Uh, so the information that is here is that um, Joe Biden had indicated and given the Taliban a list of Americans, uh, troops, and various other people to protect on the way out or not attack. Can that be true? Is there open lines of communication between Joe Biden and the Taliban in terms of what you can and can't attack, meaning it's okay to attack 
Afghanis. It's okay to attack uh, peacekeeping people as long as you... I don't think anybody would have made that sinister deal. Our U.S. soldiers are there to protect Afghans. Okay, here's what I've heard. I've heard it's not just that the administration, quote-unquote, opened communication lines. By the way, the CIA did too. The Department of Defense did too. The Pentagon did too. Basically, what you've got going on here is we don't have what we would call unity of command. Who is making decisions on behalf of the administration, on behalf of the United States of America, and again, to whom, who has the authority to enforce any of these things that he says that he's doing? And this is why we have all this confusion over there. So actually, I don't know what's going on, but clearly it's chaotic. All right, let's talk about here, and we want to, you know, uh, think about our Gold Star families uh, here in the state of New Mexico, those who have lost uh, their military um, brethren, sons, daughters, the mothers that are out there, the fathers that are out there who no doubt are re-traumatized every time. Something completely tragic like this and totally preventable, I might add, um, because of a lack of leadership and concise, um, solid uh, uh, leadership decision-making. But with all that in mind, let's talk about politics uh, for a second, because this is important. You talk about the petrodollars. Sure. You talk about how rich uh, New Mexico is in resources and various other things. Given the uh, imminent um, or imminency, I should say, of the Green New Deal, they signed it in March 24th, I believe, of 2019, uh, is when that went into effect and uh, their commitment to 2045 being uh, green neutral. Uh, we know that gas is uh, approaching $6 in California. I think it's past $6 in some places. We certainly have seen the, the prices of it here. How do we leverage that if we are going to go start, you know, stop fracking on public lands right. and start this green new deal and knowing that we're, we're not going to have access to the Middle Eastern oil and right. they're, they're trying to wean us off and become more green new energy uh, type people. And, and we're preventing us also from drilling on public lands in New Mexico. How, how is, how do we prevent that from happening? Well, how to prevent it is we're going to have to elect a different leadership that doesn't operate in fantasy land. That, I mean, you're seeing the same type of behavior in what you just described is what we're seeing in Kabul. They're making these decrees. This is what we're going to do. And then in this land where can accelerate this. If we shut off the Keystone Pipeline, if we ban drilling right. on public lands, if we do this, exactly, then we will be forced to do the new Green Deal stuff faster. How does Elon Musk become the uh, you know practically right. a trillionaire? Right, because of exactly those policies. Yeah. Meanwhile, you can see the stats. We get what about twenty percent of our energy from renewables, uh, and, and that's not counting driving. This is just electricity. All right, got it. By the way, about a third of that is from water from dams. So basically, solar, wind, whatever it is, 14%, uh, maybe 13%. And we're going to replace coal and natural gas and oil because you guys decree it? And you're hoping to force us into doing this you know, sooner? Well, okay, it all sounds great on paper, except in the real world, it doesn't operate like this. Just like we're seeing in Kabul, we're going to end up with chaos in our energy markets. Let's talk about the inflationary pressures and how, oh uh, how attain, unattainable green new energy cars, houses. Right. Um, all, and you have to use fossil fuels to actually produce a lot of these things of course. Uh, in, in the first place. But how unattainable it is B2C, consumer over the counter, you know, at the store, on the drive lot uh, that's out there. Uh, how unattainable is it going to be in the 
short term. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be able to provide uh, to buy fifty, sixty thousand uh, dollar cars. Plus, let's not forget, what is Afghanistan one of the uh, largest sources for? Lithium. Lithium. And right. What do you think most of those batteries and the stuff that goes in? I've got my powered right That's here. That's right. And who's now has control of that? China. The Russians and the Chinese. Exactly. And no, no, the, the photos are out today. These huge lithium field. You just see it like, wow, look at that. Okay. Uh, we understand what's going on here. The Chinese are going in and saying, you know, the Russians put a soldier in. I mean, the Americans put a soldier in your backyard. We're going to put money in your pocket. Let's cut a deal. And they're going to cut a deal with all those tribes we talked about earlier. And that's how you keep them all placated. You just buy them just like they bought the leaders before they went into Kabul so that they could go in unmolested into the city without a shot being fired. And so, you know, we haven't thought this through at all. And then our governor is operating on the same leader style of these pronouncements in living in fantasy land that she's going to be Joan of Arc. But it or, won't be because won't be. in reality, <laughs> right. I mean, people can't, you, you sometimes roll up to a, I don't know if you ever go to a gas pump and you see someone that put in only $4. Right. And, and my brain can't comprehend that. Right. I don't know how someone stopped at a gas station to put a gallon and a half of gas. Like that doesn't, re- that doesn't register in my brain. Like you could only go 20, 25 miles at most, at most with that, what, what you have right there. That's how close it is. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's exactly right. I think the crush is coming. And when gas is going to be four, four and a half, five dollars, not only is it a poor tax, uh, but on top of that, you're trying to get us to subsidize your political agenda going forward. And I think at that point, I think it flips entirely 180 into the opposite direction because you'll see that the, the, that they've been making in this time when we've been printing money, I think close to 10 trillion now, right? Uh, where we're at, that uh, you can't continue to these checks that right. your political agenda can't pay for. Right. By the way, my gas station experience three days ago, I was tanking up my my Ford Edge. The guy next to me is in a small car. I could tell he was just disgusted as he was tanking it up. Everybody but everybody walks out to their gas tank, and that's the first thing they say. It's already that high? Right. It's it, still that high? And, you know, it goes, you just start talking. And he right. goes, I don't even drive my truck anymore. He says, I can't afford to drive my truck because it cost me, you know, 100 or whatever bucks to tank it up. He says, I'm driving this. Then he used, you know, POS because this is all I can do right now. Yeah. And then out came the litany against the governor, you know, and of course, you know, Biden. He had no idea who I was, but man, it just started that I was running for governor. He just, boom, out it came. The level of anger out there, Eddie, is soaring and you know it. Yeah, you saw it on Civic Plaza yesterday. What, yeah, I was out there. I was yeah. out there. It was uh, 1,378 people, thanks to Audrey Trujillo, who counted go. every single person who was out there. <laughs> it's important. You it know, is the, important. News, the news media said there was 300, 400. I think uh, some other groups said, no, maybe seven, 800. I'm like, no, no, there's nearly 1,500 people out there. And it right. was fabulous. Yeah, and it was, it was peaceful, but it was determined. And people are growing a spine. Yep. And we're seeing this down in Alamogordo. We're seeing this down in Las Cruces. We're mm-hmm. seeing this up in Farmington. Yeah. That there, there is a movement that is coming from the correct direction, bottom up. We're going to change this thing. And so this is what we do. But maybe not, not necessarily choice, though, right? Right. out of necessity. We're, we're talking about survivability. State. I mean, right. when I'm out talking about uh, running for mayor, I'm like, uh, the city and the state is not growing. That's a problem. If I can't get you to agree 
that growth is a good thing, then I've lost you already because you think of this place as your little sandbox that you don't want to grow. Because if you don't want it to grow, you've been doing everything you possibly can to vote for the administration that's up there on the fourth floor. Right. They want to run us out. I almost feel, and you know, not to get conspiratorial, uh, conspiratorial but you, these people should be hoping that we don't, we continue to not want to take the vax so that we're all going to die. And I think that proves there are the, the surface <laughs> of our argument right there. I right? Thought of it that way. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to die because we're not going to get the vaccination or wear the mask? You know, I, you would think that if they actually believed in what they were saying about the quote unquote science. I mean, everything that they have on the left has nothing to do with that is fact-based, nothing that is science-based. It's simply driven by an agenda. Right. The agenda is 2030. Right. The agenda is to go ahead and push every single guy like me, every capitalist, every uh, you know, uh, uh, red-blooded American out of here to get us renounce our red, red, white, and blue, to take a knee, to hate this country, to, to claim racism everywhere, to sexualize our, our kids. Uh, at an earliest age as possible to give full-blown do- indoctrination, you know, before the age of five, they want to do this pre uh, pre-K schooling stuff. Like it's insanity. Regular families, they're not paying attention to any of this stuff until they're forced to pay attention because they're too busy living their lives. And all of a right. sudden, they finally had to look over the shoulder, like, my God, they took my country, they took my city, right. they took my state, they own the governorship, they own the, the co- they own Congress. What is it that they don't own at this point? Right. They don't want to own the record of their decision-making, their bad decisions. That's ultimately what they don't want to own. And the reason that we slumbering during this is we, we impute them that they think like us, that generally we're nice. Uh, Reach across the aisle, across the aisle over there. Yeah. We're generally nice. We want to be left alone. So we assume they want that too. Yeah. No, but it's been a false assumption. So now it, it takes a long time to break that. Like, my word this is how they really think when's the last time you walked into a restaurant somebody told you hey you're not wearing a mask you know when that happened to me today really no problem they told uh uh my my cousin uh they they sat there and told my cousin steve they said the woman just walked right up to him said you need to put on your mask i said steve you don't need to listen to her she's not not the police she has zero enforcement ability it's either the restaurant owner or nobody right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the police or the fire department. Anybody who's going to tell you to, to put on your mask, tell them to go pound sand. I'm going to walk right into the store. And if the store wants to throw me out, then they don't need my business. Then there's other places for me to go. We're making a list. We've got an entire list of all these places that, that we can go and uh, and patronize those other businesses. And there are people right now who are just absolutely sick and tired. They will not uh, get shut down a second time. She right. doesn't have the force. In fact, uh, Dowd, before he and by the way, uh, the D-Dowd 3000 is back. And Dowd, I will say, uh, he did say the, uh, what, what is it, uh, 46, 45% or something like that uh, in terms of her approval rating by right. a liberal poll. Couldn't be lower. Right. She's leaving. One of you guys is going to be removing her from the fourth floor next year. Right after we win the mayor's race, we exactly. take back the city council <laughs> and we win the school board. Right. And they're like, oh, my God, Eddie Aragon is mayor. Tell me this didn't happen. It's like, you know, I'm going to have to say complicated business, folks. Just like Trump did, that's the way this is going to go, because there's regular, normal people who really don't care. And honestly, I mean, when it comes to intelligence amongst the three of them, like we can talk here in our Kiva about this, but it's not something I'm going to say on stage. I, I certainly have them in the debate. If you saw that, right. EddieWins.com. But people don't care about how smart you are. They care about how much you care. Exactly. They care about what direction you're you're blowing in, which way your flow is going, and they care about if you're values based and what you're going to go ahead and do about it. 
And I'm happy to take every single arrow, just like St. Sebastian did, uh, to go ahead and, and, and get martyred if it'll change the direction of this state. I'll give you the final minute. Well, I guess we go back to you know, the foundational piece of this is leadership matters and how you view the people that you work with and not those people that you think work for you is the foundational difference. Uh, as a leader, what you really should be saying is not how many people work for me, it's how can I work for all those people out there? Because that's going to be your job as mayor. Service. Right. It's going to be, all right, how can I bring the resources that I have to bear from the city to help you right. and shelter you from the from the stuff that comes down from the top so each of you can achieve what you want to achieve. If you view it the other way, that they work for me and this is how it's going to be done, the top down, bony finger and the chest. Or I'm going to get elected this and then this and then right. this. Then you get pronouncements right. of results. Yeah. So that's the foundational difference in the leadership styles. And what you see playing out right now now is pronounced versus results. Greg, how can people contribute to your campaign, oh. jump on board with what you're doing for uh, Governor for the State of New Mexico? Uh, you go to ZanettiForGovernor.com, ZanettiForGovernor.com, and thanks for letting me be on the show, Absolutely. especially on this rather sad day. Yeah, and I think uh, a moment of silence until we hit the top of the hour for all of our Gold Star families, for the fallen uh, from today. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the Kiva. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden addresses the nation and the world today after 12 U.S. troops were killed and 15 others seriously wounded in a terrorist explosion outside the Kabul airport, the president condemning the action with a firm message against the ones who did it. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this, we will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. The Department of Health and Human Services reports more than 100,000 people were hospitalized with coronavirus infections on Wednesday. That's compared to fewer than 50,000 on the same date last year. Johns Hopkins University reporting 1,456 people died from COVID-19 on Wednesday as well. This is USA Radio News. This report is brought to you by Genesis 2 Project, D2P. Recently, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the ODNI, released a preliminary report on possible threats posed by UFOs, now known as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. UAP, and the progress the Department of Defense UAP Task Force has made in understanding any threats. Dr. J.C. Van Velkenberg is a former Los Alamos National Lab biophysicist who has been working with G2P to bring scientifically sound UAP data to the public. G2P has released the first scientifically authenticated documentation of UAP, including images captured with infrared technology. Primo Forensics performed the forensic analysis. In tandem with the ODNI report, these data support.
support the development of relevant processes, policies, technologies, and training for the U.S. military and government personnel upon encountering UAP. Visit Genesis2Project.com. Former NFL star Herschel Walker announced his campaign for the U.S. Georgia, joining Fox and Friends, saying he would fight for people all over the state of Georgia, even after living in Texas for decades and only recently moving back to the Peach State. I will fight in Washington for you. I will fight in Washington for every Georgian in the state of Georgia because I'm a Georgia boy, and I've been a Georgia boy my whole life, and I think people know that. Walker looking to unseat Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock, which Republicans see as paramount in their effort to take back the majority in the Senate. A hearing to decide if convicted killer Scott Peterson will get a new trial doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon. Peterson was sentenced to death in the 2002 murder of his pregnant wife, Lacey, which has since been overturned. On Wednesday, a judge decided to conduct depositions of the juror at the center of the dispute before the hearing to ultimately decide if Peterson will get a new trial. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wade Alaroots. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Weekly jobless claims are up. The Labor Department figures out on Thursday show 353,000 Americans filing first-time claims for unemployment benefits last week. That's 4,000 more than the previous week's revised total. A congressman is speaking out after his unauthorized trip to Afghanistan. A pair of American lawmakers who made an unauthorized trip to Afghanistan to witness the evacuations from Kabul's airport firsthand are on their way back to the United States. Congressman Seth Moulton of Massachusetts and Peter Meyer of Michigan have received backlash from both parties, accusing them of needlessly taking up resources on the ground. Meyer told Fox News that he would share with the American people the source of heroism he saw from American personnel during his time in the country. You have individuals there in Kabul who evacuated the U.S. Embassy with moment's notice. I know soldiers who left behind their boots. They're wearing tennis shoes right now. Others who are in the same uniform they had when they evacuated the embassy two weeks ago because they didn't have time to grab their rucksack. They went right into Kabul airport into chaos and pandemonium and tens of thousands overrunning the runway and then pivoted to not only negotiating and having to deal with the Taliban as, as frankly, a security partner rather than adversary, but also execute one of the most complicated logistical feats and probably the largest airlift in human history. These people are heroes. Their stories need to be told. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. For USA Radio News. All right, it is time we start our second hour, and we're going to put things together, starting with the weather. Those clouds are still uh, hugging the, towards the mountains there on the south side. Looks like they might bring some rain later today. We'll find out, but i got to tell you right now, it is just plain hot. 94 degrees in Rio Rancho, 95 at the Rock of Talk. The uh, drive right now on Coors Boulevard is really slow. Southbound from La Ria to Montano. And you'll also find on the northbound side, things are going to be a little bit hectic around St. Pius High School. As far as the uh, interstates, not terribly bad. I will tell you, though, I-25 southbound has just never uh, got a better speed on it. Southbound between Osuna to Montgomery, still under 30 miles an hour. And both Paseo del Norte and Alameda, 
They're going to be tight for you from I-25 all the way out to just about 2nd Street. All right, we're at Salon Deluxe today, where they always treat you special when you come in. Some Monet products that are on special for you. And they got a gallon of Canyon water. Now, that would be great on a hot day like this, right? Change your water, change your life. Alkaline water is Canyon water. It's Salon Deluxe on Southern, about a mile and a half west of the 528. All right, we're up to date. Let's start the rock and talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. BM1600KIVA, BQ.FMRockOfTalk.com, 550-5500, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, as well as uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud if you want to podcast us and download our apps for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.chat. Now we've got the Dow 3000 off of his his rest. He is uh, back in the saddle again, folks, after visiting... uh, his former hometown, I'm not really sure how to characterize uh, Viva Las Vegas, and uh, we're in with uh, that doubt feeling. Uh, I feel very good, Mr. Mr. Aragon, and I, I thank you for forcing me to take a vacation in Las Vegas. It was it was very interesting. You On Thursday, when my sister and brother-in-law went uh, to eat, and then the next day I was in show and talking, and you said, your, your energy, you sound different to me, Doubt. And, and I was talking about them going on to Las Vegas, and you said, you have to go with them. Yeah. You have to go with them. And what you didn't know was at lunch earlier that day, they had been me to go with them. And I had said, well, I kind of have commitments and income-generating work here to do. But all on your own, Mr. Aragon, you uh, were simpatico with the two of them, my sister and brother-in-law who live in Scotland. And he, he loves, like a little boy, he, he loves Las Vegas the way, you know, they love their baseball stars or, or, or superheroes. He just loves to go to Las Vegas. They go at least twice a year. So you made me go. Um, I'm rested. I'm rejuvenated. Uh, I have not spent any significant time with a blood relative for 17 months. Oh, man. Um, I think even introverts need to have their people around. Yes, they um, do. My sister and my brother-in-law, other than my nephew, are my favorite people in the world. Uh, they're going to actually cover a lot of my expenses for this little and I thank them uh, greatly for that. We ate very well. Uh, I sent you pictures of Smith and Walensky. Smith and a great steakhouse. One of the... Uh, we, we call them the, the big three steakhouses. That's uh, certainly one of them. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Uh, Smith and Walensky's. Uh, I forget the third we, one. We there, shared the porterhouse. Uh, I don't know what it was. 46 ounce chopped up with a whole bunch of, of size. Previous night we went to Red 8, which I think is at the Wynn. That's a, it's a Chinese place. Uh, I am revitalized, I'm rejuvenated, sure, yeah. reset. And Eddie, you may have known more than I did that I needed this. And that's why you were yeah. insisting that I go. And I started to think... If I don't go with them, Eddie's just going to spend all next week just saying you could be in Las Vegas right now, you idiot. And uh, I thank you, sir. I'm grateful yeah, to you. Welcome. Certainly grateful to them for everything they did for me. And uh, even, Eddie, things went so well. little problem at check-in, but things went so well. Even a certified airplane Brady cat, screaming little girl like me, had a smooth flight back in from Vegas to ABQ nice, last night. Good. Little bumps along the way. Came in a little late, but uh, the flight was fantastic. And I just... Uh, you know, I needed this, Eddie, and you, you knew I needed it, and I didn't know I needed it, but that makes you a people person and uh, me not. I, I don't even know myself well enough, but you know me in some ways better than I know myself. Well, Thank you, you again, sir, and uh, my sister and brother-in-law are probably listening uh, right now. Thank you guys. Uh, super, super grateful for everything. I needed it. I got it. I just, I'm, 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 I'm revitalized, re-energized. There you go. So he's back in the saddle, Dow 3000. He's going to get going, get cranking once again. Uh, he's going to turn the... Uh, 
production out at rockoftalk.chat, where you guys can go ahead and subscribe uh, very easily. I'll just go to rockoftalk.chat, 15 cents a day, and uh, you can uh, get a little bit more information than you normally get. Well, now, I was gone the last couple of days. Some kind of campaign announcement was made this week in Albuquerque. I'm, I'm a little behind the ball. Oh, yeah. This. So, yeah, yeah. So, a couple of days ago, uh, we actually qualified. That would be 10.53 in the morning on my parents' 47th anniversary qualified. For the ballot, got a shot of that. I'll give you that, and you can... Uh, Start uh, sort of uh, punching some of that stuff out. We'll uh, we'll put that out to our subscribers as well, so they can see that. You know, I have not put out newsletters. I haven't put out any kind of you know stuff. I've just been focused on doing this. We raised. Uh, get this, folks. We are at uh, nearly thirteen thousand three hundred dollars right now. I haven't counted the other stuff that we've got physically as well. But on the on the numbers here, uh, we're looking at ninety three donors. 13,300. Let's get to 16,000 before the end of this. Uh, we, we finished up a, a cool uh, past 8,000 yesterday. We want to do uh, more than 16,000 today, plus all the various checks and phone calls and various other things that I'm going to be uh, uh, asking people for and calls and all that kind of stuff. That's a pretty good to get a three-day total out the door, $25,000 plus. All you have to do is uh, go to our website, fight4505.com. That's fightfor505.com. I don't care if you want to give $5, $50, or hey, we'll be at 500 but, <laughs> uh, or $5,000 you want to throw a fundraiser. Uh, I'll come and, uh, you know, do little, uh, you know, what do they do? Doggy balloons. I'll, I'll do magic tricks at your table. Whatever it takes to go ahead and make sure that we can. Do, I know. So, so the first claim was can't make the ballot. That was disproven. Second yes. claim is can't raise any money. That 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 is being, I guess, disproven every day. I literally sent Chris uh, Ramirez a, a text in terms of the amount of money that I I generated um, in the first uh, 24 hours, uh, just so he knew. Because the big thing was, you know, and I still haven't watched the video yet. Um, so this is going to be the first time I started watching it. Uh, Kob Channel Four. So I know it's here somewhere. Let me see if I can save it to my notes, and we'll we'll put it there. Why don't you give us uh, a very quickly uh, your most favorite thing and your uh, thing that you dislike the least, your best and your worst? I guess so. Oh. I find this. How about uh, 35 to 40 minute check-in wait at uh, Treasure Island when I when I got there that day? We, uh, we actually went through, uh, we drove out and I flew back. We actually went to Meteor Crater, which might be favorite thing, but that's not a Las Vegas thing. So uh, not cool from for Treasure Island. Uh, I just think the eating, you know, people talk about you know gambling and um, adult entertainment in Las Vegas. But let me tell you, that place, it, it ain't the old cruddy $1.99 buffet. I mean, you, you, you have some really fantastic dining options there. So uh, Smith & Walensky's great steakhouse. If you have to mortgage the house, people might have to. Uh, fortunately, my rich brother-in-law, who's a very powerful international accountant and the city of uh, the country of Scotland uh, could could swing a, a steak meal for us that night, but uh, dining was just fantastic. And I think you know Las Vegas is a ludicrous place. It's it's a it's a silly, place. it but it never tends to be anything it's not. And I think I like people who are self-aware. I like people who are not phonies. And I could certainly name names I've encountered. And Las Vegas just is what it is. It's proud of what it is, and um, it it never pretends to be anything other than a mechanism to get you in there and get into your wallet as much as it can, but have fun along the way. Uh, and uh, my brother-in-law is still trying to teach me to play craps, which is uh, a very complicated game. But, uh, I'm, very, uh, I'm very good. You would be. You With your mind, yeah. you would be. Yes. I, I yes. love it, um, but I don't gamble, so that's the other thing. I was even allowed to push the button a couple times on big machines where there's six sitting around, <laughs> and, you know, little girl says, push the button, push it. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, I would 
dining. I, I really forgotten how much fine dining was there. And just the whole, I know some people laugh at Las Vegas. They say it's ch- cheesy and everything, but I just, you know, Vegas is such an interesting place with interesting people doing interesting things. And it doesn't pretend to be anything. It isn't. There's a lot of phonies in our world, more, more than ever, I think, with cancel culture. But Vegas is what Vegas is. Go there, have fun, do what you want. Uh, I, we like the cultural stuff, Eddie. We went to the Clark County Museum and the old Mormon uh, Fort Museum, which is oh, the yeah. old school stuff. Yeah. And so it's not all just showgirls and strip clubs and drinking and gambling. So there's a lot of interesting historical stuff out the Mormons, there. Mormons uh, own that town. We They did, and we were actually at the site where the original... They, they, they still do, believe it or <laughs> well, not. Well, yeah, money. Um, we the were uh, at the site where the springs were long since tapped out. They have a little spring I think they've recreated there, but there were three springs that fed a little stream there and that's why las vegas in spanish is the meadows and it was sort of an oasis there uh and then various people the mormons first came and that didn't work and then some settlers and ranchers came then the railroads came las vegas as a incorporated entity didn't even exist until 1905 uh and so it's still a very very young city for a hundred and uh we had a lot of fun that you were yeah we had a lot of fun over there uh we were doing we were rolling out all the towers at that point um you know at that point it was a you know bristling like no other uh city in the entire country your your growth rate in the residential housing market was just sick absolutely sick but uh i mean it's great i i love vegas Uh, it's been a long time When's the last time? I don't even know when the last time I was back, to be quite honest. The last time I was back was 2017. Oh, it's been that long? Yeah, uh, November of 2017 was the last time. But, you know, you came back here to help your home city and home state, and that's a very noble thing. As much as I love those other cities, nothing uh, could be more lovely. 11th generation New Mexican, from what I understand. All right, so 11th generation joining the mayoral race. We have Chris Ramirez. This is uh, You can't find this on the website. Uh, Go to KOB Channel 4 right now. We're going to do this. Uh, so much fun, uh, media blackout happening. Um, it's certainly happening on KKOB. They don't even acknowledge. They only are promoting two Democrats over there. They're not even saying a third candidate's in there. Uh, thank you, uh, Chris Ramirez, for paying attention to me. I, should I say that? I don't know. Do you say that? Is that what you say? <laughs> I almost feel like as much of my ignored. You know, I, I'll tell you what. I'm not starved for attention or anything else. Uh, but uh, here's here. Well, Eddie, it went up yesterday, but it's not on the website now. No. I linked to it to the Daily Blast this morning. Yeah, no, they yeah. took it down. They took it down. <laughs> no, they, they they took it down. I'm telling you, the, the level of intimidation with me in the race, and I didn't realize like how incredibly, you know, I'm a big guy, but when you put me on TV in my style, I think one of the things that they're going to avoid is they're going to avoid putting me on the same stage. With Tim Keller and with Manny Gonzalez. Oh, Manny will be that <laughs> Yeah, like, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at the size of that man. He is gigantic compared to, you know, little Manny and little Timmy. Wow. I mean, is it, they're, they're, that's what's going to happen. Uh, the link, I guess, is still active. It'll yeah, be in the yeah, show notes tonight, but it's not on the homepage, no. All right, here we Yeah, you can't find it anywhere. So you had to actually have a direct link. I didn't even know. So I'm lis- literally listening to it for the very first time. Uh, this, is ex- this is in real time, getting coverage from the – Big channel for. By the way, on the day that uh, I launched my campaign officially and all that stuff, and you can go ahead and go to uh, uh, fightfor505.com, the number one abq.com. Notice I've removed my name from all the campaign materials other than what's Eddie. I'm not redirecting any of that stuff. Did you know that? Eddie, uh, under politics on KOB. Not even the, there. The first story is and Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, Gonzalez yeah. asks for a judge to intervene. That was eight days ago. Yeah, they had no, a report yesterday that should be at the top of their politics it's list. media bias. They are going to do everything <sighs> they can to block out Eddie Aragon, a Republican, uh, the, anything that's going to – look, Pete Dinelli, you should see that Derfira Trump radio shock talk. Uh, I read it last hour. Uh, yeah. Brandon Vogt will, won't even mention me, and if he does, he rolls me through the mud. 
Uh, Jim Villanucci, who I sat and and gave him a hug in his own living room after he was, you know, coming back, right? Won't even acknowledge that I exist. Uh, Bob Clark and Channel or 770 in the morning refuses to even report, even though there's a giant article on it from Jessica Dyer. Like they are doing everything they can. This is the worst thing ever <laughs> for them. It's like, oh my gosh, that horrible person is in the ra- You don't even know me. I'm like nicer than all of you guys put together. Trust me. And all what right. if he wins, guys? That's not going to be good for you. Well, I'm not going to say what if. We're going to try as hard as we can, and uh, what a shoulda, coulda is not going to count. Uh, this this video goes five, and it's all an attempt at gotcha. And any and I will literally tell you everything you want to know. I think one of the things that uh, uh, that doubt enjoys about me is I will disarm you by telling you exactly, exactly everything. I have zero. Like Chris sat there and asked me like multiple times, where do you live? Like where do you like uh, right here? Uh, in the other room uh, during COVID, yeah, like right there. Do you? I, I'm like showing him stuff because he could not believe it. He thought he had a gotcha moment. Like mm-hmm. he's 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 pulling out the, the papers. He, he literally did this move on me. I'm not even kidding. He pulled it out in the middle of the interview. He's like, this shows that I'm like, please. Like if you think you're gonna get to me yeah, by yeah. pulling something out all of a sudden, like you're gonna get, or if you think that I actually, you know get nervous about anything at all, like anything. Find something I'm nervous about, I'll, I'll hand you 100 I was here the night of the debate where we just wrapped up the show, and 15 minutes later you went to the debate and you were like the coolest customer. I think a lot of other candidates would have been sweating bullets. That was the first yeah, debate of the, of the campaign. This ridiculousness about telling me about runoff, we don't have time for runoff. Uh, we need to be on the job December 1, dude. Uh, stop telling me and stop trying to predict the race. Let's, let's just get into this KOB challenge. Oh, we got to turn this up. Let's see. Is it on? Is it on? Is it live or is it Memorex? Nothing here. The size of me compared to Chris Ramirez. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I like it. He announced. Poor Tessa. Is that our Tessa? Tessa. He entered the race for Albuquerque mayor. So I got to rewind it here. Here we go. Uh, By the way, KOB Channel 4. Should I say my partners at at the KOB Channel 4? Know, has officially entered the race for Albuquerque mayor. <laughs> Eddie Aragon is a conservative radio no, talk show I, host and radio station owner. And today, he announced his candidacy after the county clerk signed off on the documents he needs to get on that ballot. Yeah, I spoke with Eddie Aragon earlier this week. Aragon. What do you think? Aragon. We want him to be gone. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that, Tessa did a pretty good job there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aragon, like, I was like, wow, Tessa, it really... Getting into the culture. I'm going to get some chimichangas, some enchiladas, some Eddie Aragons. We've got a wide range of issues, and in the next few weeks, we'll dive into many of them with him and all of the candidates. But we started off with Aragon discussing two major oh my topics. Gosh, that's One terrible. Is Did you, Aragon? That is, come on, Chris. Come on. Is to improve public safety. And a question about where he's really been living. <laughs> what are your ideas to make Albuquerque safe? Well, first specifically, <laughs> I, I would like to hear uh, something specific. Well, first off, improving uh, the Albuquerque Police Department morale is job one. Um, Tim, how do you intend to do Tim's that? Tim's afraid. But how do you intend to do that? Yeah, well, let me let me first uh, <laughs> identify what the problem this is, is and then tell you how to come in and, and deal with so it. Let me the Albuquerque Police Officers the Association, problem. the union members uh, that are there, which I interface with all the time, which is Detective Sean Willoughby. That's true. Um, 
He's met with Tim Keller all of four times. Open lines of communication, understanding and engaging those guys on their level and leveling out their pay. So you've seen this 160 people who are getting paid overtime. Now, if you and I were in an organization and you have guys that are making 170, 180, $190,000, and then you have these other guys that are making 80, and they call that chiefs overtime, I mean, it's a very lucrative thing for them, but these guys are getting paid way too much. Why not have a balance alike, make it more equal, attract more people, make them the number one paid police force in the entire state, currently number six, and stage it according to the amount of time that they have in um, the police force. Eddie Aragon believes rethinking overtime funds holds potential. It does. If you're taking money away, if you're taking the ability Say, to have overtime for police that officers, money reallocating it. how do you think Thank that you. increases morale? Well, it, it reallocates it because the guys who are... Where does that money go then? It goes to bringing more officers in. Aragon also believes APD should partner with the private security teams. He used IPS as yes. an example. IPS is a private company that is paid by homeowners, HOAs, and business owners mm. to provide 24-7 security. Now, I'm against privatizing our, our police force, okay? But I'm not... Uh, opposed to creating a hybrid and augmentation of bringing those guys in. As our four investigates team... Is my, research, voice, is, is my voice, like, uh, deeper on the television Do they play with it somehow? I don't know. It sounds like real... Like, yeah. Uh, it's like uh, too deep. Don Cornelius. I gotta, gotta be like... Maybe they're trying to make it more ominous or each candidate's background, we noticed that the address on Aragon's voter registration there it is, baby. is the same as his place of business. The Can't find a house. There it is. Southeast Albuquerque. Beautiful. And voters are supposed to list their residential address on their registration, not did. the address of where they work. And so we had to ask about that. So where, where do you live? Right here. I mean, I'm here most of the time. <laughs> Running this, and I got rid of my house last uh, May. Yeah. Uh, once I got a divorce, uh, my rental uh, that I was in, uh, and I don't know how difficult you know it is to buy a house right now. <laughs> how familiar you are and how saturated the market is full of buyers. I mean, and I no houses. put in for no less than like 17 or 18 different houses. Uh, we've got an offer out on a house right now. Is your is your rental w within city limits? It's right here. I'm right here. <laughs> You're right here within the city of Albuquerque. This is fully certified. This airport area. Resident here in, in, in uh, this particular building. Between the shower and everything that I have, I'm qualified until I can find my full place uh, to live. Ergon says his radio station is also his home. He says he sleeps here and works here. Oh, look, you had pictures of my kids. I don't really appreciate that. Was that, was that cool? Oh. How, how did they get the pictures? That's out of bounds. Well, they, I let them take pictures of whatever they want, okay. but I, I told them everything was off. Like, that's just not cool. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. That's, that's like, like totally off limits. Well, uh, let me tell you, Sammy and Sebastian will, becoming fam be will become yeah, famous yeah, eventually, yeah, but this yeah. is on that's their own merit, totally you know, decades off. from now, not right now. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> off limits. Yeah, you can't be photographing kids and putting them on video, folks. I've never seen pictures of the... Keller must have kids, right? I've never oh, yeah. seen pictures. Of you ever seen Keller's kids? No. Yeah. And other Can't than his promotional commercials, oh, well. have we done that? Are we are we going and uh, taking pictures uh, in the homes of well, uh, Manny Gonzalez? One place I did see Tim Keller coming down the escalator at the uh, Sunport last night about 1.30 a.m. Big smiling mayor picture right there for there everyone coming in. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Is that a free in kind uh, contribution from uh, the Sunport? Yeah. I'm not happy about that. Um, that that makes me angry. No. 
you don't distinguish between place of business and place of residence. Currently, no. Until I acquire a new, until I acquire a new house. Given Aragon's housing situation, it's not a situation. Do you know what it takes to close on a house right now? Like you got to come up with forty, fifty grand above just to beat anybody else that's out there. I can vouch for you were showing me a place you were totally in love with well, like you were, a month ago or so. A, I was yeah. Gonna, yeah, you were yeah. going to live. You were, I've never seen you more excited. You were so psyched about well, this place. I had place. a farm and chickens. You, you were going to have your chickens. You were like, I was like, we, we can do an Airbnb <laughs> over Put some here. apple trees in there. I'll take care of them. I was totally excited. <laughs> you, like, there's no houses on the market. I've been doing this for how long? I was, I, you, know how, you know how bad it is out there? I wanted to buy a church. I was wow. going to go look at uh, getting a church at 500 Marble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got a retrofitted church just to find something. I think we have to deconsecrate that before Mr. Wow. Mr. Aragon. <laughs> and, and how about the fact that I broadcast twenty four seven too? And and I've been here during. Where's the where's the attribution for being here during times of crisis? You know how important is that, right? You know. This wow. policy proposal that came up in today's news conference came as a surprise. Criminalized homelessness is a big one. A oh, did he just call me homeless? Did he just call me homeless? I believe the news media just called me homeless. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, they're putting doxing kids, putting pictures of them on TV, then calling me homeless. I don't think they've listened to the radio show. I don't, I don't think they think that. As he sleeps. Yeah, look, right there, there's my kids. There's there's a picture of St. Pete and uh, Jeff Bingaman. <laughs> I believe, Dowd, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Here we go. Here and works here. You don't distinguish between place of business Not and right place now. of residence. Currently, no, until I acquire a new, until I acquire a new house. I, I can't wait until I get to just, like, answer questions in front of everybody, and they'll be like, did he just say that? I'm like, yes, he talks every single day on the radio like that for the last six and a half years. What is your problem? Given Aragon's housing situation, this policy proposal that came up in today's news conference came as a surprise. Criminalized homelessness is a big one. A lot of people like to point out to the eyesores, but there's got to be penalties in addition to helping. And there is right now no penalties at all for homelessness. It might be seen like it's cruel or unusual or some level of not. Oh, wow. They got the point where one of the posters dropped. Oh, okay. This is a really interesting, uh, this is uh, an attempt to make me look as bad as possible. Uh, working for them, but trust me, uh, this is the thing that we have to send a strong signal out that we are not a haven for homeless people. There we go. I'm glad we are all showing who we are. Is we still have the black and white picture up there, Chris, as well? I mean, this is going to be great. I mean, I should ask whether or not I should cooperate with local news media. You may say, I'm going to cooperate with them anyway, 100% of the time. Whatever you want, come on, bring whatever you got. You want to talk about this? You, you literally have two Democrats, both who are paid by the city and the state, both who are slinging mud at each other, both who want public money, both who want to grab that public money and then sling mud at each other with your tax dollars. Think about that for a second. And, then you, and, and I'm the bad guy. And, and by the way, you can't, even, you can't even get my name correctly. Thank you for changing that, finally. It's EDDY as it's registered on my voter registration. Stop trying to do gotcha work. Stop trying to work on behalf of Democrats, media. Like, it doesn't matter if it's KKOB, KOB, KRQE. It doesn't matter who it is, KOAT. 
They they want to do everything they possibly can. And, and I'm brand new into the race. I was like, hey, I just want to represent the Republican Party and and do this. But honestly, this is a uh, tremendous tremendous hit piece here. That isn't one. It's an attempt at one. Yet the guy who's being interviewed is telling you everything, every single thing, and answering every one of your questions directly. Welcome to politics. <laughs> And Aragon joins incumbent Mayor Tim Keller and Bernalillo well, County Sheriff Amanda Gonzalez on the November ballots. And Chris, uh, Aragon, I mean, kind of a latecomer to the mm. mayor's race. We've known about Keller and Gonzalez for quite a time now. Yeah. and uh, Haven't you been sick of them yet? Have they not thrown enough mud or uh, had enough eth- ethics complaints, uh, worked hard enough uh, with the various... <laughs> the bear- the various uh, attorneys who are working on their behalf for $300, $350, filing complaints on behalf of each of the campaigns. You're a cheater. No, you're a cheater. No, you're a cheater. <laughs> and I love that latecomer. Late- so the criticism uh, of politicians is that they're, you know, they're always running early to pick up the money. So if you, co- if you come in too early, you're a bad guy. If you come in too late, you're a bad guy. Oh, he's privately funded. And Oh, and he has no... Wait, wait, I'm told at the end of this that it says zero dollars. And Eddie Aragon acknowledges that. Mm-hmm. He says he was encouraged by other Republicans to jump in the race. That because is true. Keller and Gonzalez are both registered Democrats. He becomes the only Republican. Yeah, yes. it makes sense. But we also know that getting late into the race also means that you're getting late on fundraising, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wait, but you don't have to wait if you're publicly funded. See that? If you get taxpayer then you're money, then you're, oh, you're yeah, totally yeah. fine. Rip you off the taxpayers. come in the last uh, minute, and you can make a bunch of negative ads about each other and do all that kind of stuff. This is hilarious. Like, this this is an embarrassment. Not for me. This is an embarrassment for the news media out there. Just try to figure out a gotcha moment. When we're talking about in the biggest moment of crisis in this city's history, and possibly one of the most important elections going on into 2022, we want to make it about uh, how hard I work and what I do when, in my off time, or in my own personal life. Just think about that. And nothing about COVID in that story either. Oh, nothing about COVID. COVID is not a policy. We all agree on the science 100%. If you, Eddie Aragon, you didn't get the shot. Are you a conspiracy? Th- I literally, let me write your question. <laughs> let me write your questions for me. That I'm, I'm literally not even going to have to prepare for this stuff. Uh, Eddie Aragon. Do you buy into the conspiracy theory that COVID is, you know, I get to see it. Eddie Aragon, you started off your entire news conference with Jeffrey Epstein in a video. It's like, the con- okay, really? How many windows what, did what? you smash on January 6th at the Capitol? <laughs> uh, zero. Sorry, I wasn't there. Yeah, no, I'm not Coy Griffin in this size. I, 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 could, I ate Coy Griffin. I'm, I'm like twice the size of the guy. <sighs> That feels good. Let's see. Let's uh, finish up. Absolutely. And fundraising, as we know, Tessa, is just mm. so critical, right? Yeah. The last campaign finance report show, he has raised no money. Yeah, because they didn't start raising money until yesterday, ding dong. Look at this. This is awesome. <laughs> right there. Another $1,700 while Chris Ramirez is, is sitting there talking about where I live and what I do. Do we care about the city of Albuquerque? I don't know. No, we just care about Eddie Aragon and what a terrible person is. And we're not going to acknowledge his candidacy. And if he uses his radio station, he's cheating. Go ahead. I thought the new. I thought the radio station didn't matter. Funny stuff. Zero dollars. He really is in a sprint now to privately raise money to fund his own campaign. And we got to tell you, he really does have a lot of work to do. At last check, yes, incumbent like Tim Keller had more than six hundred thousand dollars. 
in the bank again. Out of in the bank from the taxpayers that he's raised absolutely zero money on, and Manny's sitting on $26,000, and I'm about to pass him tomorrow with his seed money, as he's going to be forced to go private, which is something that he should have done from the get-go if he was a true conservative. You want to know about me? Talk to my advertisers. Talk to people who know me. Go about and talk to those people, okay? That'd be the best thing that you could possibly do. We do business without contracts. We helped them during the pandemic. You can throw shade and put me down all you like. It's not going to keep me from running. And if this is the best you got, uh, boy, it's going to take a hell of a lot more to stop the patriots, to stop the people who are native New Mexicans and and local people who truly care about this community, especially a small business community, uh, for me climbing. And all I'm asking you to do right now, if you want to go ahead and stop that kind of crap that's out there, all I'm asking you to do is because I've got to go ahead and get on every – got I got to give these guys money. I literally have to give these guys money to make commercials, which I've already got. We, we've already got enough money to make the commercials, okay. six commercials, every one of our themes, the stuff that we're going to focus on. And I don't care if they know that. You know the themes that I'm walk, I'm running on. I don't care what they know or what they don't know. I have nothing to hide. I'm here for three hours every single day. We we take your calls. We're going to take a bunch of calls. Oneabq.com, uh, saveabq.com, fightfor505.com. This is all we got left. Uh, and in sort of a weird way, this is kind of a, a great write-up because, hey, let's vote for the candidate who has nothing left to lose, just like the rest of us here in this state. Let's go with a super underdog right here. They said it couldn't be done. He wasn't getting on the ballot. We can't believe he got on the ballot. There he is. He was flawless. 3,305 signatures without one failed signature. Not one. I'm sure he'll get challenged. Go file something, Timmy. Timmy and Manny and Eddie. It was like the little, like Spanky's game. <laughs> <laughs> Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi there, I'm Jeff. I work on Kirtland Air Forces. I'm a veteran. Hi, Jeff. Thank you for uh, your service. Well, I appreciate that. I actually spent 27 months in Afghanistan across multiple forward operating bases, so I have a pretty good picture of what the heck was going on up there. Listen to this pinhead house talk. Uh, what blows my mind is that since I served and started back in late 1979 serving, everywhere I went there was non-combatant evacuation operations that was standard procedure for every theater. This is known, and it kills me that that brain-dead seat polisher, Millie, they didn't stand up to Biden with all of their experience and go, you cannot pull your last 2,500 troops out without implementing a standard NEO plan to ensure that that was done before removal of forces. That was criminal. Uh, I'm stunned that maybe I'm not knowing Millie, the, being what he is, that him and Austin, Lloyd Austin, did not sit there and go, we cannot do this. This is derelict. We would be leaving people behind all of this. And if he'd had any integrity, which they don't expect from Millie, they would have said, I cannot do this, and I will resign before I direct my joint staff to execute this mission. Effectively, Millie, by obeying the orders of Lloyd Austin and also uh, Biden, effectively are the ones who did the execute order for this mission to go the way it did of pulling forces out and peril, uh, basically putting people in peril. That, to me, I, I just shake my head at it with the, you're supposed to have a level of integrity to do these things, and he couldn't resign. He's a four-star general. He makes 120000 a year just retiring. He could have sat there and said, I will not do this. This is wrong, and stood up publicly, and he didn't do it. Number two, 
this thing, we will find you, we will hunt you. When I was there, right. we knew where everybody was. They knew all the villages where everybody was. They knew who was where in terms of the chieftains and yeah. everything. We don't know squat now. Line about we will hunt you down, we will get revenge. BS. We have no clue what's there. We're hours, right. five, six hours, like flight away. We have no surveillance other than satellites. The over the horizon, by the way, is the biggest bunch of hooey on the damn planet. And it, it isn't going to happen. It's a bunch of bellicose trying to uh, blow hard his way past the fact that he's responsible for the death of 12 Marines. And he can say it all day. And the last part is, as you know, and I'm just reiterating it, he turned over everything Trump did. He, he is the president of the most powerful nation in the world. He did not have no choice but to execute. He could have said, we're willing to delay it. Trump had benchmarks, facilities, and requirements for the turnover of power. He did not do that with Biden's plan. Biden did not sit there and apply benchmarks and standards. He just pulled. Well, we just, all the, the, only bench, yeah, the only benchmark that he had was a date, and he was going to do it regardless of the consequences. And uh, now we're paying the price. Jeff, thank you for your service. I appreciate you very much for hanging on the line uh, through all of this uh, you know, mealy mouth talk where I have to talk about myself because uh, I only have seven days to do so on the radio station. And I appreciate you being a fan of the show. Uh, how long have you listened? I've been listening since I arrived here in 2018, and I will be contributing to your campaign, by the way. Uh, it, it, all politics, all political, and we need to get both partnership and uh, uh, city in, in the Republican hands because we have now learned that if you have, you can have a Democrat, a Republican president, but if you don't take the cities and the state, you're, you're going to lose eventually anyway. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeff, great phone call, and thanks for your service uh, once again. Steve, i got a whole board full of phone calls. I'll take one more, and then we'll cut to break. Akiva, go ahead. Yes, my name is Vincent Campbell, USTGA. Uh, that I just want to mention, Eddie, I think you, you're doing a great job all the time. Um, I just want to put, throw something out there. You know, if we had the Hope and Mercy ship off a coast, you know, pretty close, we could probably evacuate some of the people off of there and some of the immigrants that are from Afghanistan so we could thoroughly check them out before we bring them to the United States. Are you, are you in contact with anybody back there? Do you know other people who are in contact uh, with them? Is there any communication coming I, out? No, I haven't. I haven't heard anything from my cousin, and so I, I don't know. Um, but I do. I do know there's quite a few citizens out in 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 country. So I, I just want to let you know that is they need to proceed with caution with this when they bring these people over here. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for the phone call. Thank you as well. Um, you know, it's one of those somber days. It's one of the days that's for a country to get through. They need a tragic loss of life and in the continued non-strategic approach towards international relations. Uh, and I will say that uh, this just came all of a sudden and suddenly we're sitting in the middle of it, uh, what, 14 or no, 16 days away from the 20th anniversary of, of 9-11. I have a 9-11 a, a show actually prepared. Uh was going to be pretty extensive, but I'm not sure how much this will inevitably impact uh, all of that. So there you go. Uh, some quick thoughts on on uh, on that that piece, uh, Dad. We didn't hear from you on the KOB4 piece. You just heard me ranting about uh, it. Your you know, th this is what it's, it's entirely in keeping with their kind of minor issue, horse race, fundraising, uh, you know, timeline focus rather than a policy focus. For those of us who are drenched in public policy, all we care about is what government does. We don't care about R or D. You know, we don't care about who's making more money and who might challenge somebody in a primary. I mean, we have to be aware of that, just, but we don't, ultimately, we don't care. We care about what government does. I think Ramirez did what 
reporters do all the time, which is these kind of side issues, these horse race issues, these funding issues, the polling issues. And he could polling, have asked you, he could have, funding, this yeah. whole story could have been about, I don't know, the top, Eddie, what are your top five concerns about this city? What, how has the city changed in your lifetime? You're, you're in yeah. your mid forties now. What, what, in what ways have we gotten better? In what ways have we gotten worse? Uh, you know, the governor's handling of the COVID situation. How about a guy with private sector experience, unlike pretty much everyone else who's been mayor of, of uh, Albuquerque? Well, well, they have a man uh, running around saying that he owned a business for 22 years. I'm like, well, isn't that a, a little bit of a conflict given that you're the highest law enforcement officer sure. in, uh, in, in your own county? Mr. Aragon, Mr. Aragon, your lifetime in private sector differentiates you from the other candidates. Why is Albuquerque failing to thrive? We just had a report in the Hobbs newspaper. It's in the Daily Blast today, rockoftalk.chat. Southeast New Mexico growing faster than Bernalillo County, whereas all we hear about the local, all the economic development officials here is how the labs are creating so many opportunities and Netflix is here. Uh, I'm sorry, if you're Pete Dinelli, it's uh, Netflix, Netflix, or Netflix. He spelled it three different ways in his in his post today. So, um, you know, when you're certifiedly crazy, there you go. You know, dense economic and policy questions he could have asked you, but that's not what really reporters do. They go for the gotcha, like you said. I mean, your word, gotcha. That's what this was. Yeah. So the, um, you know, my degree is in economic development, Latin American economic development from the University of New Mexico. What I focused on. We talked about everything from the Gini coefficient to human development (laughs) index to, you know, all that kind of mumbo jumbo that you're sort of looking at. And you understand how leftist governments works, totalitarianism works, uh, but you also understand uh, how people transfer from uh, publicly run socialist type of societies of which we are to become privatized. And right now, I mean, if you drive out on the road, you must be looking at to your left and your right and you're saying, you know, wake up, people. Why are you driving so slow? Drive like you have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Why don't you behave as if you have something to live for instead of just going through the motion, waiting for the check, and just uh, voting with the way that uh, they tell you to based upon the, you know, signals that are going out over your <laughs> your boob tube. There's no other way to kind of phrase that. I mean, there's a lot of people who are just con- continually tuned into this crap. I mean, is it any wonder that they don't vote any other way? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're literally confined to the uh, the their own mind, which is not very expansive. I have a huge uh, uh, economics uh, background. How about real estate? I talked about three <laughs> things. I talked about questions, uh, which I think is important to get our restaurant tours, by the way. Oh, by the way, uh, I, sh- I should probably also note that there's uh, several people who you would expect to be backing me um, in this whole thing, but they, uh, they were in, they're involved in measured finance committees and to speak to me, yet I'm the one with all the uh, good ideas when it comes to the private sector stuff. Sure. Not just a one-trick pony on that stuff. Industrial development uh, talked about the lack of availability, and you need to have small businesses and manufacturing. I mean, I can go on and on, and, and we've talked about this stuff. But let's just get to it. Let's have a debate every damn day. Well, and how about, how about you? Were... On, I don't care if we turn this on. I had 12 years of commercial real estate and Fortune 500 uh, practitioner uh, since from 1998 all the way until 2010. Uh, how about your, your experience in the real estate business? You were at the, yes. the pinnacle, Mr. Aragon, of the, the national boomtown of Las Vegas. Rep, what lessons, services, you know, yes. what hard lessons did you learn from that? What encouraging lessons? What did you take away from it? There at the best time, you were at the best time. A lot of questions could have been explored. Yes, uh, presidency was more important. Yeah, well, there you go. <sighs> so it is. Well, we'll get into that in a lot more. Let me uh, check on weather and traffic. We forgot about our good friend, Rudy Grande. All right, well, let's put things together and start with the weather. You know, the clouds I was talking about over Rio Rancho looks like uh, 
they might bring some rain here. It's starting to flatten out pretty good and darken up, so maybe some rain here. 94 degrees still, and 95 at the Rock of Talk. And a new accident just happened just a few minutes ago on I-40. This is westbound right at University, and looks like it's putting the pressure on both sides of the freeway to take a look, so my guess is it must be on the left side of the freeway. I-25 southbound still stubborn from Jefferson to Montano, and on Coors Boulevard, yeah, still running around uh, Montano and Montano itself, very slow westbound river up to Coors Boulevard. Hey, listen, we're at Salon Deluxe today. They've got this uh, sale for Monate products. That's the hair and skin products. These are really good to you. They've got that product that will end split ends. You need to come look at that. And, you know, when you come in, talk to Jana. She knows everything about these products, and she's great with hair. Salon Deluxe on Southern, one and a half miles west of the 528. With that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, good stuff. Sorry, Rudy, for the I literally got about him for just a little bit. I apologize uh, for that. We're going to get to Murder Mike. Uh, into a phone call first. Call here in the queue. Go ahead. Hey, that uh, interview was bizarre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming from coming from David, and for him to come on and say that, it's like that. That is very strange. Yeah, well, let me let me know what there. Let me let you know what I picked up on right away. Yeah, go ahead. My uh, my the, my uh, my ear for gaydar. My gaydar was tripped. Hey, right hey, away. hey, 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 hey! I'm not going to do this. I'm not. Hey, David, David, David. I'm not. I know, David, David. Let's not do that. Let's do this. No, do, do something no, else. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, le- okay, let's do left and right. Perfect. What is That's left fine. That's fine. And what is right? You're right. You're being attacked by the left. Who is the left? The LGBTQ is left. That was a hit piece. You are right. They are left. Okay? That's what it is. I, I, I searched the guy, and he's publicly out. Okay, I don't – okay, I, I get what you're saying, and I definitely get the LGBTQ piece on this. I don't need to go ad hominem on him. Um, I would consider him a colleague. I'm not. Okay, it's, not just, it's not ad hominem. It's not. Political. All right, I don't want to get in the middle of this, and I appreciate your defense, and I, I, I appreciate your passion, and, and I appreciate what you come to the station with, always prepared, especially lately. I love your rants lately. I'm just not going to go in that direction with anything. Okay, you but know, it's political. Okay, I agree. I agree. They are a political force, the largest political force in the nation at the moment. They are the largest arm of the Democrat Party in the nation. Okay. I'm I'm there with you, David. We park our cars in the same garage right there on that one for sure. What else you got? Oh, I got I got an endless list, but am I? Go because- ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm I'm giving you the floor. I just don't want to go in that direction with this. A particular guy and not because I, I i don't dislike him i don't i can't say i really like him i thought it was uh a bit unnecessary we mm-hmm. should focus on the issue we gave you our thoughts on it but uh you know that is we've seen this trend well, this is the trend that we have continued to see over the last 15 years when uh, uh really 13 years when barack obama came in right everything got pc'd up mm-hmm. we're angling uh, barack obama is the next thing to jesus christ i mean we saw all of this where he couldn't get criticized no matter how bad he did. We had to live through that and get pulverized through that for four years. He helped uh, create the single largest changeover in Congress in 50 years. Uh, when you saw the TV, well, we're not going to put up with it. It's not that stupid. And they just kept coming. And it's unfair, right? We're sitting here, got my little radio station. If they want to diminutize it, I think it's fine. We're covering 1.3 million people. We say the truth. We have our values. We know what we believe. 
we sort of leave it all out on the on the table. And I'm here. I'm dedicated. You know, I've reached out to Chris or anybody else on on any of these things, and it's important for us to focus. But you know, we're we're at a time. I'm going to say something that you're going to love, and everybody in our audience is going to love. Do you know who the next governor of California is going to be? His name. Chris, please. His name is. Please, Larry Elder. Larry Elder <laughs> is going to be the next, and he is a talk radio guy who is very yep. educated, very intelligent. He's got a JD from the University of Michigan, okay? There's nobody who can speak better on the issues of California than Larry Elder. He left his talk show and he said, I'm going to run for governor of California. He is going to win. And let me tell you what else is, after he wins, I'm going to be in with Larry Elder in the governor's mansion in California, and we're going to win the mayor's race here, and we're going to win New Mexico next year, Okay. So I want you to just calm down just a little bit on that. I understand how unfair you have been treated, sir. I'm so sorry for you and your family and what you've been through. I have been very compassionate uh, with you because I understand family courts as much as you do. It makes, it pains me to know how long you have not been with your family, but let's get through this together. I promise you, I will show you a brand new new show if you guys get me into the mayor's office. That's all I can say. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's my promise to you. All right. The corruption in this town and what you've experienced, what other people, what I've experienced in the family courts is just unbelievable. You know, I started out my very, I started out my launch with with exactly that. I started out my launch with Epstein. I I should play that one more time because Dad didn't get to hear it. And you can literally sit and talk about how a 15-year-old was raped and how Hector Balderas didn't do one thing about it. And how these news stories have been removed from KOB Channel 4 from July 16th of 2019. After he was taken into custody on July 7th saying, making a promise to the people of New Mexico. And I don't have to go ad hominem. Everybody knows the dirty laundry of many of these politicians, including one Hector Balderas. Okay? I could say it all right now if I wanted to. But I don't need to go in that direction. Okay? We don't have to say, well, after I lost to Mark Moores, after I lost to Steve Pierce, I didn't sit here and get mad and get angry. We shut up about it. We went forward. We got the job done. Just like we're going to do when we're in the mayor's office and we have to comply with the DOJ. We're going to shut up about it. We're going to get it done. We're going to get those guys. They're not our friends. The hell out of Dodge. That's what we're going to do, okay? Things are going to be better. But just you got to hold on to that. You can't be negative about it. And we don't go ad hominem because we don't need to. Yeah, I might have a little bit of fun at people's expense. But that's about as far as it goes. Whatever people choose, choose, whatever people choose to do with their lifestyle, whatever choices they make, that's their own choice. And let's leave it well, right there. Well, let me let, let me help you out on that one. Two things. One, once again, it's not ad hominem. It's political. It's a political faction. It's a wing. Now that, let me help you out. And you see, you can disagree with me, Eddie. You will disagree with me. Uh, the be, being homosexual is the vast majority genetic. It is not a choice in the vast majority. It's genetic. I don't know what I'm talking about now, but I hear what you're saying. David, uh, please call back uh, tomorrow when we can hear you again. And as always, we appreciate your passion, your fire, and uh, your love uh, for our radio station. Uh, And and on the subject of Larry Elder, Mr. Talk Show host, who who will be possibly, I'm not going to predict. I'm going to tell you, Larry Elder, I'm telling you today, as of August 26, 5.52 and 59 seconds, that uh, Larry Elder will be your next governor. Okay. Don't forget, August 19th, 
2020. I can guarantee a Trump victory in November. Uh, Edward Aragon. Um, <laughs> well, we also we also didn't know how yeah, the I, 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 we also I, I, know, didn't they, know how those it uh, was uh, things went. yeah a lot, a lot of things we didn't know were going on. Look at Maricopa um, County. And I I listened to when I was waiting at the Las Vegas airport, uh, McCarran McCarran Airport, named after oh, one of the most brutal violators of civil liberties in American history, a scum named uh, Senator Pat McCarran, and that airport should be renamed. Um, I listened to a 55-minute YouTube video of Larry Elder being interviewed by the Sacramento Bee and, I guess, Sacramento Bee Associated Papers in Northern California, the editorial team. I'm going to link to it in the show notes tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, rockoftalk.chat. Do yourself a favor and sit down. You don't have to watch it. It's just most, it's audio with a picture of Larry Elder looking at the camera. Uh, listen to that those 55 minutes, the way he systematically disassembles kook left-wing progressives in the way that talk show hosts do on a daily basis, including one who accused him of anti-Semitism and one who tried to make a uh, point of, uh, I guess he's uh, opposed to, you know, trans people because my sister's, you know, bringing her own story. My sister's trans, you know, trying to inject herself into the story. And uh, let's see, what was the third one? Oh, one of the editorial writers said, uh, well, responding to your, your torrent of comments uh, to the last questions, Mr. Elder, and he did, he called them out. Oh, really? Is that how you address other people you're interviewing? Saying that I, they're saying that they speak in a torrent, and the guy actually apologized to Larry Elder. Fifty-five minutes of Larry Elder systematically disassembling critical race theory, uh, you know, economic regulations and high taxes, why people are leaving California. And you, but the most important thing in those fifty-five minutes is listen to the tone of voice, the type of people, and the wording used by the leftists who run all these editorial pages. It is a brilliant piece of work on the part of Mr. Elder. I will link to it in the show notes tonight. All right, good stuff. Another reason to subscribe. Rockoftalk.chat. Rockoftalk.chat. Call you in the queue. Go ahead. Eddie, it's Louis Sanchez. How hey, are you? Hey, Louis. Louis, Louis. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey, Louis. And not the Louis Sanchez running for city. The guy who's running for governor, <laughs> owner of Calibers, great all-around guy. Uh, he is very – we got to tell you something, uh, uh, Louis. You know, the, the two most liked people on our air uh, who are running for governor is uh, you and uh, Mr. Zanetti, just to let you uh, know. My mother has endorsed Louis oh. Sanchez. My yeah. mother. My mother and loves Louis Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Don't die. You there? Louis. Come on, Louis. Oh, sorry, Eddie. I have your uh I have the app open too. Sorry, I'm here in Rio Doso today. Uh <laughs> covering heart I know I'm covering a heart clinic out here okay. for uh, hard working man. All right. Hey, just hey, first of all, congratulations. You know, Mayor, I so I, I so appreciate what you're doing. I do. You know, and the fact that you're representing conservative values and and uh and as you know, I had the same issue with uh with a couple of reporters when I announced for governor as as they thought I was a Democrat and, you know, and they attacked me right away. Not, you know, they didn't want to know about my policies or what I wanted to do to do for New Mexico or being a small business owner, but they wanted to know, you know, why I met with a certain person on a certain date uh, when there was a thousand people at a rally. Uh, and of course they wanted just to disparage me real, real quick. So yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of hey, you. Well, hang in there. We're going to swing till the end. Well, exactly. And so, you know, I'm, well, I'm calling today just to say, hey, I, you know, something else that just warms my heart with the fact that everybody is standing up to this governor regarding the mask mandate yep. and the vaccine mandate. And, Good job. And, 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 you know, and, and, and as you know, and I think, or I think you know that we're having a rally in Silver City on Saturday at 1030 um, to go against the ma- mandate. And, 
which is interesting because people are still fighting against this thing. But even Troy Clark, the New Mexico Hospital Association president, flat out said that, you know, that the governor has to end this madness because the fact of the matter is, you know, we don't have staffing in our hospitals and it's going to crush New Mexico hospitals. It's not COVID that's crushing our hospitals right now. It's staffing. It's and her. I know that you guys, it's her. I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 6,240 nurses is uh, what we are short uh, currently. And many of those uh, took their uh, second day off today. And uh, these hospitals have figured out very quickly they cannot work without uh, any of these nurses. I mean, it's impossible. The actual shortage is being created by the governor herself, not by this uh, COVID madness uh, that she's created. Well, exactly. You know, and, and what people understand, it's hard to recruit nurses and doctors. And as you know, I've worked in the healthcare industry for 30 years, and it's just, it's hard for New Mexico to recruit doctors and nurses, MAs, PAs, to tech the hospital systems. And and with her doing this, it's, it's just making it harder not only on the people who staff the hospitals, but it's making it harder on patients. And so, it, you know, it's just evident that that this madness, and that's what it is, it's just madness and power grab that she's doing is just, it, it, it's just making it hard on all New Mexicans. And we have it hard enough already. And so she needs to just stop this and quit trying to play our mother and just try, you know what, guess what? It, as you know, you've said it, you and Dowd said it so many times. It's we the people. It's not shut up and listen. So yeah. I just want to call and just thank you guys for what you do. Congratulations on your candidacy. I'm behind you. You know that. And, um, yeah, and, and you know, welcome to being on the other side of being a Hispanic Chicano going for it. Well, Louis, what's going on over there in Rio How's it going? Uh, you know, Eddie. I know. Hang in there, you know, brother. I'm going to go to all stuff and go get a Coke. That's okay. Jimmy, I'm going to get a Jimmy and a filler up and a, and a blue Slurpee, bro. Be and good. a bean burrito, I brother. I, with I hate it when sauce. I get those head rushes, though. Oh, my. Gee, those hurt. You know, the head, you know the head rush? That's why I go to Sonics now. I head over to Sonics all the time. There's one at both ends of my town. No. Well, I get hey, a grilled okay, cheese well. and a blue ocean water. <laughs> Okay, first of all, you're killing me with uh, with you and Dow going at it with the interview first. And I, seriously, I was just sitting here cracking up, uh, listening to you on, you know, over the app. So thank you for what you guys do, man. I really appreciate you. And and uh, yeah, and Dow needs to grow his hair back. I, I don't even recognize. Oh him. wow! Oh wow! After after he told you, his <laughs> and mom. I and I was just about. I told you my mother is the <laughs> biggest Louis. She says, "Oh, he just looks like such a real person." And uh, I am not permitted to vote in the Republican primary as a researcher, and I don't give money, and I'm declining to state. But I will say, uh, say at this point that if I could vote, the candidate I'm looking at right now for the Republican nomination is none other than Luis Sanchez. Wow. There well, you go. Wow. There's, uh, there, there he is. There's uh, well, D.W. Musk. Well, thank you. Well, you know, and it's interesting because everybody's been getting so many phone calls about, well, how do you, how do you stand? Because you're a healthcare professional, and, you know, you own a small business. Well, guess what? It's not... It's not calibers and small businesses, owners, and our employees to be the mass police. It's not. Have you got you know? the uh, shot? Have you got the shot? Yeah, it's like I said last time. You know what? I did get the shot because, I, as you know, Eddie and Dallas. I appreciate I you with... owning up to it. Uh, one of yeah. the other candidates, uh, uh, JB, uh, when he came on, and he's endorsed a Democrat and is not apologetic, even after he, even after he <laughs> said that I – uh, kicked uh, his his uh, man of choice, Manny Gonzalez's ass in the debate. Uh, he would he said uh, that's none of your business. And I said, okay, well I can certainly get that. But 
given that they're running, we're running for, you know, whatever we're running for. I'm running for mayor, you're running for governor. Right. I think people want to know where people are at and what they think and where they stand. I mean, I can tell you, you could ask me literally anything and, and I will scare the, you know, what you know that, Louie. Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah well, a- and listen, you know, Eddie, I've told you and, and I talked with doubt about it. You know, I truly feel that I think it's a choice. You know, if we're going to sit here for the last, what, 30, 50 years and saying it's my body, my choice, and I truly believe that, you know, if um, I got the shot because I deal with cardiac patients every day, and that was my choice, you know, but I have a lot of my friends and family members that haven't got it. And I don't, you know, I just look at it truly as their choice. Same with the mask, you know, is it, it, it's, I mean, acting work or not, I live by science. And so, and the problem is, is that even the university of North Carolina starting, as you know, I'm a little, you know, science driven sometimes, but even when you wear a mask, they said, thir- you know, uh, uh, most of the public doesn't wear a mask properly. So the best you could ever get is 30% coverage with a mask. And, and everybody's wearing N95s. If you don't get uh, forfeited for your mask, it's only 5% effective. So, no, with your big mouth, Eddie, you, you got 0% coverage. <laughs> you suck. Okay, well, Eddie, I will get you the large, extra large extra N95 grunt. mask. I'll hey, he's a big brother. guy. Are you, even, are you even really Hispanic with that big mouth, knowing how you talk? <laughs> All right, Louie. Hey, we got to run because awesome. uh, be uh, be safe in the noisy waters. Get on. That's me, though. So <laughs> we got to uh, call you in the. Hi, Eddie. This is the poet, as you know it. Oh, our poet is back, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. What do you got yeah. today? Do you have a Do you have a homeless? I got I got called well, I got called homeless by uh, Chris Ramirez. I, that was kind of cool. I've been listening to that, and so I started a poem on homeless today. Okay. Hopefully, I'll be. I started after I heard that going. Said, okay, I need to start this. So maybe I'll have it tomorrow. I do have a couple poems, but that's really not the reason I called because you haven't oh. hit those subjects yet. The reason okay. I called was I wanted to put a lighter spin because it's so sad with everything that's going on today. Yeah, today yeah. I thought I might share something written by Robert Longley that I found on the internet, which I personally think is pretty funny. All right, sounds so good, go ahead. It says, we are all familiar with a herd of cows, a flock of chickens, a school of fish, and a gaggle of geese. However, less widely known is a pride of lions, a murder of crows, as well as their cousins, the rocks and ravens. An exaltation of doves, and presumably because they look so wise, a portal of men of owls. But consider a group of baboons. They are the loudest, most dangerous, most obnoxious, most viciously aggressive, and least intelligent of all primates. And what is the proper collective noun for a group of baboons? <laughs> Believe it or not, a congress. I guess that pretty much explains the things that come out of Washington. I, d- I didn't remember that I heard that before. <laughs> Until like you were about to get to it, I was like, I heard that years ago. That was really that's good. even better than the politics, <laughs> meaning the many yeah. bloodsuckers from yesterday. The politician. Uh, yeah. There we go. There we go. In Congress, the screaming <laughs> baboons uh, with the bare asses. Yeah. By the way, Stephanie. That's right. I thought uh, let's put a lighter spin on this. Give uh, it a laugh of the day. There we go. That's a good laugh, Stephanie. I will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. And by the way. The name of the movie that you're going to watch is Il Postino. Il Postino. Let's check on weather and traffic. Uh, Rudy Grande. All right, as we put things together moving into this third hour, we're going to see the weather is 
kind of developing. Those clouds that I thought would flatten out looks like they might be up in the Tejeras Canyon. Also, you're going to find up uh, in Rio Rancho, same thing, maybe a chance to rain tonight. Still 94 degrees in Rio Rancho and 92 at the Rock of Talk. All right, still dealing the accident on I-40. This is westbound right uh, there at um, University. Sorry about that. Uh, looks like they're trying to get that out of your way, but up ahead you're going to find two more accidents. Uh, at least to take, oh, no, that's going to be three accidents. This is going to be on I-40. One of them is eastbound just before the I-40. The other two are westbound right past the I-40. So get ready. It's going to be a tough drive for you tonight. Well, we are up at Salon Deluxe where Dad got that haircut that Louie was talking about. Salon Deluxe always treats you special. They are great when it comes to hair, skin, and nails. And they got this product, Monet, that has probiotics and the canyon water. It is a great place to go. If you'd like to, we're at uh, in Southern, on excuse me, on Southern, a block, I'm sorry, a mile and a half west of the 528. And with that, we're up to date. I have one question for Dowd. Did you get a nice suntan? And now we dive back into the Rock of Talk. in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Make your donations now. Let's get us another $2,100 before the end of the broadcast, folks. I'm looking for $2,100 until we get there. And uh, all we need is you to visit fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV is where you can watch us. You can uh, replay us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or you can app us uh, at uh, rockoftalk.tv and also rockoftalk.com or chat us up every single morning at 4 a.m. as Dowd invades your email box by going to rockoftalk.chat. Sign up for 15 cents a day. Support a good cause, uh, the Dowd 3000 and then some. He works hard and uh, certainly is uh, giving uh, you some level of direction in terms of of oh look just the texts that are coming in Eddie did you get your nice suntan what kind of question is that I'm not <laughs> sure what he said E Rudy you oh, know that we Irish we don't tan we burn oh is that right <laughs> Eddie I just spit my drink out I was laughing so hard going to Sonics to get a new drink <laughs> everyone loves that I don't know what Mayor Eddie will make Albuquerque so ready thank you so much the very nice Carmen Carmen ah uh, go get him thank you thank you submit it thank you. You can go also to, you don't go to eddiewins.com. The place where you go is to fight4505.com or the number one abq.com. Uh, that's all you need to go. 9-11 video above. Eddie, you should point out living at your studio is the fiscal responsible thing to do. This is an example of how you'll run the city like others could care less about budgets. That That is true. I mean, I gave everybody, you know, I mean, doubt hasn't gone without. Uh, no one's going without around me. We're doing everything we can to pull it in, and mm. I, I really don't care. I'm not bumming money off of people. That's for sure. I mean, I'm not homeless. I've got uh, everything that a man could want. I consider myself the luckiest man there is, truly. 
For your 911 show, there are two men here in Albuquerque that for many years had 911 show weekly on public access TV. 911 Myth to Reality. They are experts on the 911 info. Simon and Bob. I can get you their phone number and interested. Bob was at Ground Zero as a medic after it happened. Uh, after James Colbert, five minute video is the best 911 that will send a separate link. Five minutes contains two hours of info if each part is explained to the uninformed. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, I'm, yes. That is a yes and a yes uh, on both of those. And then, of course, uh, I send everybody the links to our campaign. Relay them. Okay, we're over 100 donors now, folks. Over 100 donors. Every little bit counts. I don't care if it's $5, whatever you can afford. I realize that things are tough for everybody, particularly me, I guess, because I'm homeless. <laughs> Oh my gosh, these guys are crazy. I saw Eddie pushing that, that uh, grocery store cart out just out in front of the station the other day. It was really a rough sight, folks. Uh, yeah, I'm on the radio. People are asking me where I'm going to be. I'm supposed to be there at 7 o'clock. Guests are coming. Or, like, I'm supposed to get off of the radio <laughs> and do this so I can run to a meeting. You know, I mean, let's get real. Uh, there better be money there for me. That's about all I can say. If these are people who are wanting to go ahead and change the city and save the city, uh, there better be money for me. How do you go, Eddie? That sounds wonderful. Go, Larry. Okay. I'm not. What, what, did I miss something there? Go, Larry. Go. I'm not sure what I, I missed there, uh, as always. Yes. Yes, I have not taken a commercial break today. Wow. Martin, nice job. Thank you. He sent it to me, which uh, that is absolutely awesome. So I appreciate uh, that. This is just this is going real time, folks. There it is. Uh, less than $2,000 needed until the end uh, of the broadcast. Uh, so let me understand. Joe Biden is not going to forgive. He's not going to forget. He's going to hunt those responsible for today's tragedy. Seriously? They were suicide bombers. They're dead, Joe. Oh, I guess the slow Joe meant he'll hunt them down when he joins them in hell. Whoa. Wow. He's going to take them on like he took on Corn Pop, remember, with the, with the oh, chain? Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. ASD or God may live at his own radio station while he manages his money due to the unbelievable inflation created by the liberals. Housing, you know, you got to come up with like an additional thirty, forty thousand. Go try to buy a house. Though so he is not homeless, it's better to be where he is than to be helpless like any other candidates who are running for mayor, begging for public money. Oh, <sighs> wow! Zing. I approve. I approve. Eddie Aragon will not take cheap shots in this mayor's race. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to. We're running on uh, policy, values, direction, and uh, we got the mic, folks. We we got the mic. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, why on earth doesn't Steve Pierce get some of the Republican friends? He has to donate to you, Eddie. This is the most important race in the state. Wow. That is good. That's uh, great. Well, we, we got to get everybody. And I don't know that how much what we can do. We got to do it ourselves, right? We've done it ourselves. We got the we, we got the signatures we needed. We're going to get the money we need. We're going to do everything. Um, by the way, uh, I cannot say a certain three-word term. Um, but... There could be potentially things happening. That's all I can say. So, <laughs> Ooh. You know, I he's letting it dangle out there. You know, Talk about a tease. Woo. How do I donate? I'm typing in fightfor505.com and fight for and nothing is coming up. Let me know, please. Thanks, Bev. Uh, we'll just go ahead and do that. And Eddie, okay. is that just online? Uh, you can just donate through uh, your credit card? Or yeah, there debit? it is. Credit card, yep. whatever Some you want to do. Easy peasy. Eddie, the past four years, Gonzalez and Keller could have worked together to make Albuquerque great. They didn't. They only talked about how they will fix Albuquerque. Remember, they have had four years to already do this. Manny Gonzalez has had six years. Ooh. Wow. Got to love that. And people really see you can't you can't fool all the people all the time. 
right? You just can't do it. Wow, that is awesome from the 480. How, how do I send a giant heart? That is awesome. Oh, man, that is, yeah, love you. That is, thank you so much. We uh, we appreciate that. We can only raise money here until then. And then you guys are going to have to do it all yourselves. Then it's like social media. Then it's like, you got to, bl- I can't, I can't say, uh, vote for Eddie, give me money, anything after that. I can't, I can plug my, my website. That's about it. We're well, talking a lot about opera and wine in the months to come. Yes, yes only <laughs> opera and especially opera. Though we keep, we, I, will, I refuse to go to the opera. I will not go to the. I I will not eat them in a pan. I will not eat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will not go to the opera with people with stupid masks on. Mm-hmm. I will not. And there, honestly, there's no reason for me. To go I, to Eddie, this last couple of days in Vegas, they're the mask Nazis are out of their mind. The governor and the gaming control board have are enforcing uh, masking. Of course, it's 106 in in southern nevada in in august and i never i've never worn the mask eddie i live alone i don't wear it when i'm spoke 99 percent of the time but i had to in the in the in the um, casinos sitting in the airport on the plane you know what you can't really breathe real really well with those masks uh i never really understood that as well as i did the last couple of days um but it's the science right it's the science all the science <clears throat> masking's worked so well so far let's keep doing it eddie please don't use okay got it uh thanks for fighting for albuquerque when you were discussing crime, please know shoplifting is a huge issue. Oh. No one talks about it. I believe APD does a great job, but between the DA not pressing charges and judges revolving door, there are zero consequences. I uh, could not agree more with that. That is uh, absolutely correct. And uh, you know what? I think I've had Murder Mike. Murder Mike, are you there? I sure am. Oh, well, I'm man. You, you're doing oh, yeah. a dynamite job there. Oh, thank you. That, that means a lot coming from a man who uh, does a dynamite job all night long. I mean, that's what you do. You're, you're yeah, <laughs> all you, the day and all of the night. That's right. And I want to welcome Dow back. Well, I'm telling you, I have one question for Dow, though. Uh, were you able to go to the Fremont Street Experience? <laughs> I've been there before, but not not this trip. I don't have the, let's say, the uh, stones to take that uh that zip line down the Fremont, but uh, I'm, I'm her- I've heard from people who enjoy it, but uh, I'm a little too much of a scaredy cat for that. If I don't like being at 40,000 oh, feet, I don't like being it. on a zip line. I am ready for it. Okay. You're a wild man, Murder Mike. We know about your past. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get off the air, I'm climbing my tower and putting up another antenna, so that gives you an idea of how crazy I am. In the Be careful, young man. Well, I tell you what, uh, it was another quiet evening in uh, in Albuquerque last night, so we we got a lot of stats to be, we can pump out for you today. Uh, in the in the form of domestic disputes, there were six of them. Uh, intoxicated individuals, there was seven. Disturbance calls, nine, and that included a home invasion. What? Where the homeowner was assaulted. Oh my gosh! Oh. What what happened? What was the ultimate result of that? Uh, well, it, it, there was a dispatch on the call, so I don't know what the final outcome was. So um, they did start rescuing an ambulance for the guy. So, but again, this information comes from uh, as the calls are. All right. What so else? There was a traffic stop where the suspect fled from the stop in speeds of excess of 90 miles an hour. So the officer obviously broke off and uh, didn't no longer pursue the suspect. There was two armed robberies. Five aggravated assaults and one simple assault. There were six shots fired, including a drive-by that where they pumped uh, several rounds into a business. Suspicious situations or persons, there were seven of those, and that includes the fire department. I've called this in. There's a guy in a purple Dodge Challenger 
in full body armor, who's armed, That's and he's scary. been following the rescue squad to calls that is so <laughs> all night long. Yeah. So there's a bolo out on him, and, and bolo is to be on the lookout for. Uh, drug overdoses, there were four. That includes, this is this is kind of jerks on your heartstrings a little bit. A down and out that was in a vehicle. He was found with a needle in his arm, unconscious with labored breathing, and his juvenile son is in the back seat. So, go figure. One missing person. There were three vehicle crashes with injuries. Six suicide calls. Five calls regarding vandalism. One stolen car that was recovered unoccupied. One rape or sex offense. The male was a victim. The victim was a male of 37 years old. So there's a total of 60 calls that I copied in that supreme time frame, a total of about 150 calls altogether. And one thing we're leaving out, we haven't touched on for a while, is the uh, Albuquerque Fire Department. There was, they uh, did 40 rescue calls between the hours of 9 p.m. and 3 a.m. 40 rescue calls, three outside fires. I thought fire. you said it was a quiet night. I mean, that's insane. Oh, this is quiet. This is quiet. This is really quiet. No stabbings, no murders. No murders, and all all these numbers are really significantly down. There's usually a lot more on a busier night. Wow. And there's something we missed yesterday, but APD is investigating a deadly vehicle versus pedestrian hit-and-run accident, which occurred early Wednesday morning at 4th and I-40. The unidentified female was run over and killed by a semi-truck. The driver continued westbound on I-40. Uh, no, no contact was made. So, Eddie, that's kind of a look at the, a quiet evening in Albuquerque. Back yeah, to you, sir. Not, not quiet. Uh, thanks, Murder Mike. Uh, Murder Mike always uh, doing good work. Got more coming in. Send Corn Pop to go get them. Oh. <clears throat> Continue. Uh, Eddie, and they wonder why nobody trusts the media. Such a hack job attempt. Yep, that is true. That was uh, on my stuff. Uh, let's see. Louis checks in. Uh, <laughs> that's because you are always at work, Eddie. Isn't he always the mayor? He's always at work. <laughs> you live there at the station. Chris Ramirez is an idiot. It's illegal to photo minors. Yeah, and they didn't ask me permission. That's really bad taste, man. That's that's that ain't cool. Think they're too cool for school. LOL, I have office space available at Caliber Shopping Area. One of my retail renters went bankrupt under MLG business closures. Yeah, and and and. <laughs> Did I? How come nobody asked me about whether or not I took PPE mm-hmm. or bailout money? Mm-hmm. Seriously, where's the where's that question? I'd love to. Why don't you ask me about bailout money? Why don't you ask me what I did for my advertisers and help them out? Good people, good people. Every last one of them. Why don't you go up and interview George and Janice, one of the older yeah. oldest advertisers on the station? Let here. me show you their note that they wrote me. I mean, you want to watch business people cry? Like you want to watch their heartbreaks? Heartbreak. I mean, I'm losing it. I'm going full blown northern New Mexico at this point. So, hello. <laughs> Sorry, this is cracking me up. You're on a roll. LOL. You're a cheater. No, you're a cheater. There we go. Uh, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. The media mocks you because they fear you. Keep on trucking. That's easy. Maybe we gotta uh, do that. Uh, East down and bound is the official campaign song. East bound and down. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Or just keep on trucking. Uh, that was uh, Curtis Mayfield. I don't remember. I'm so proud to announce Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. What is this? Oh, Frank Speech. <laughs> I'm like, Mike Lindell's all over my text message. Man, you give, you give Mike Lindell an in, you're sleeping with the guy. Yeah, that's the intervention of my pillow. The kids do prove that you live there. Something to think about. 
What does that mean? What are you trying to say, Steve? The kids do prove that you live there. Is that a is that a slight? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Need a little more information. Hmm. I like it. Love it. Hi, Eddie. <clears throat> Some jerk decided to vandalize my car because they didn't like my flag bumper sticker with Eddie Aragon, but I found the perfect way to temporarily repair that. Thanks for the bumper sticker. Oh, wow. So their other bumper sticker, and then they put my bumper sticker because it's red, white, and sure. blue. Over that. And and I was just absolutely adamant that I wanted the colors, like the colors of the station to be red, white. What is wrong with red, white, and blue? When did it become like the most racist thing in the world, right? America is systemically racist. America, America. <laughs> uh, Eddie Morton's is the other. Yes, Morton's. Thank you. Ah, yes. Good. That was the other one. It was uh, Morton's, Ruth Chris, and Smith and Walensky's. The great chain steakhouses. Thank you. They take care of you at all those places. Oh, intro, meat intro, is delicious. Introverts need their people too. Amen. Down. Hey, thank you, sir. Great oh, job, guys. I'll be a donor on Monday. I want to give you more than my standard seventeen dollars and seventeen seventy six donations. <laughs> I'll do that one monthly which is why I want to give you a little bigger donation on Monday. That's nice. Uh, you'll be in a runoff. No, uh, politics are still politics, but no, politics transcends culture. That's one of the reasons why we translate out there. And they're, they're not going to give me that cultural thing. Somehow, you know, I'm just going to tell you at this point, uh, they are not going to give me that. Cur- you guys, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. You guys are absolutely amazing. We are less than $1,000 away that's a, that's a thousand dollars for the Eddie Aragon for mayor campaign fight for 505.com campaign that right there. All this is going towards people who are helping. It goes towards your bumper stickers. It goes towards your, your shirts and hats. And we're going to be taking the neighborhoods by storm. It's also going uh, for uh, billboards. Hopefully if we get enough money and it's going towards commercial, I'm going to lay everything out so you can see everything. Okay, absolutely everything. And I want you to go ahead and tell every single person that you possibly know to donate as much money as they possibly can. We'll lay it all out. You're going to know exactly where everything's going, folks. Okay? There's a lot of people who have uh, who have volunteered, a lot of people who have donated. You guys are absolutely uh, amazing. Um, this is great. We're less than $1,000 away. Less than $1,000 away. Eddie, I heard Danielle Tedesco announce your mayoral candidacy and show a video of you the next morning after you announce in the 6 a.m. news. Oh, well, that's nice. I'm, I like I, any attention is good attention, to be honest. Right? I think anything that puts your name out is, is good, which is why they didn't put me on the on the website there. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's, Under politics. That's their most recent political story, but they didn't list it. What I'm it. doing is not politics, maybe, according to They don't classify oh, that as politics. Running for office isn't <clears throat> politics? But yeah. but Manny, Manny trying to get his free money is politics under that yeah. category. Okay. Speed it up. Right. Not only do I want my money, I want it sooner. Now. <laughs> right now. I know there's a lot of Ford signatures on this, but we want our money. And I know I'm the highest law enforcement officer. And I realize we broke the law, but I still want my money. And I want it sooner right now. And then I'm going to use it to attack Tim Keller and tell him what a bad guy he is. Try the Edge browser and that works fine. And your website wouldn't work on my version of Brave Offer. Opera Skimjet or Water, water Fox? Skimjet? Those are new for me. Wow, I've never heard of that. I'm uh, Eddie, could you give me your mailing address either text me or stay on the radio? Whatever works. Thank you. Yes, let me go ahead. It's in here. And then we'll Waterfox is an open source web browser. Okay. That is intended to be ethical and maintain support for legacy extensions. Murder Mike, you aren't going to give me or the campaign any money, especially when we talk about where you live, dude. So put your money away, Murder Mike. He's He's got the biggest heart. 
even if it is not working the right time, right all the time. I love you, Murder Mike. How do you notice my forced vax is medical rape sign did not make it on the newscast? <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't clear the bar. <laughs> forced vax is medical rape. Ooh. You don't want Gloria Allred after you. Don't, no, uh, no. no, you know what? I didn't even play that. I didn't play that. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Edward. What is your name? Jeffrey Edward Epstein. Good news, even though the Pfizer has been approved, no one can get it. FDA law says as soon as Pfizer puts a commodity label on the EUA product, it's pooled. Oh. Pfizer won't put that label on the vial. <laughs> then they become liable once the label is on. Oh, I didn't even think about that. This is our smartest listener, by the way. You know who that is. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys are. Oh, I met touch. him yesterday. He walked up. To, you know what he would be? He'd be a great, like, secret agent. He walked up to me, like, totally pronounce his name different than I pronounce it. Okay. It's like he knew exactly like to go. It was very interesting. Medium. Uh, core comorbidity is not the in production or comir. I don't even know. So smart. Cormanati is not in production. and will not be anytime soon. That's the official brand. That's the name, the marketing name, the commercial name of their Vax. Now that the, they Cormanati? Have, yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. It's awful. Sounds like somebody from Philly. Yes. <laughs> hey, there's a good uh, good guy. I'm an hey. Mr. Cominati brought some things over to us. They fell off a truck. Oh. <laughs> Hillary Dick. <laughs> Hickory Dickory Doc. Were you okay there? No, I was just doing the I was doing the dice. Remember when he used to oh, sm- smoke smoke on the other side of his face there with the uh, yeah. you know the he dice. Can't, uh, he can't do that move anymore. Oh, I, I doubt He's it, got yeah. Bell's palsy. Oh, he, oh, poor Dice. Yeah, he's still performing, though. Ooh. <laughs> like Dick Clark at the end of his career. Ooh, that's tough. Hey, he was rocking every New Year's Eve. But you got to give a, it to the guy. Yeah. A guy who's still going to try, regardless of what's happening to him. Hey. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Come on. That's the best. Like, like Adam Curl says, if you, if you put beavers up on the top of the Empire State Building, what would they do? They start looking around like, where's the where's the trees to knock down? We're going to build a dam. I mean, that's just <laughs> what Dick Clark did. He was there, every, you know, for the New Year's Eve. And he didn't like, care. we do talk radio. That's what that's we do. Right. There's a microphone. We're going to talk. Hey, Mr. Cominati. <laughs> my favorite always was Vinny Boombat. Vinny Boombat. He gave me six months to live. Uh, I couldn't pay the bill. He gave me another six months. <laughs> <laughs> you could not get faxed under the MLG mandate if you wanted. Boy, that's too much fun for a little. Uh, Biden, they gave me a list here. First person I was instructed to call is Kelly O'Donnell. Oh, wow. I didn't know they gave him a list. He said that? Did he actually say that? I saw that headline, but I got to confirm no. it. Yeah. Is, that, yeah. is, that, is, that, is that true? I got to make sure this isn't dubbed, right? Uh, it's four minutes, 21 seconds. It's gotta, you got to isolate it for me to just get it raw. On there, <clears throat> Eddie. Uh, yes, this uh, as has admin was communicating with the Taliban. Uh, sad how things I was talking to you about are now coming to premonition. My former coming to fruition. I think you should probably try to say that the things you had premonitions about have now come to fruition. My former contact brothers are giving me boots on the ground intel. Uh, the Washington Times is reporting quote They gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell, NBC. Close quote, according to our president. It's a little spooky. Uh, 1ABQ.com, saveabq.com, fight for 505. 
com. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Leave no man behind. Infuriating uh, Kiva news break app. Kiva owner host radio. Infuriating botting. What a clueless embarrassment. I was in New York during 9-11. My infant son. He blames Trump and we're not going back with them or extending the deadline. I'm having to wake him up after prayer. Leave no man behind. I mean, it's just such a bad day. Such a bad day. Be encouraged. Stupidity as domestic and foreign policy cannot, will not be successful, nor will it endure. God is and has been taking notice and will punish those that endorse it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. Psalm 2. I'm not going to read that, Ryan, uh, straight out, but um, maybe we'll wrap the show with that. We'll do it. Oh, well. Fight for 505.com. Someone's writing on crayon on the back of their, their Prius. I think that might be the best advertisement for it here. I love it. I love fight, it. For, fight for 505. I'm going to get a crayon. I'm going to ride on the back of my Prius. What's next? A Tesla? It says Ditch Joe and the H. Oh, and it rhymes. Ditch Joe and the Don't finish it. You know where it went. Uh, Eddie, thank you for taking to call me today. Absolutely. No problem. It was somebody who needed some help. Did not get a call from Manny or Tim, and I helped them out. Why is nobody taking treason or Biden admin and the military leaders for failing to lead and protect Americans, aiding and abetting enemy terrorists with supplies and weapons? There uh, we go. Got that. Awesome. Martin Heinrich in Ben Lujan in CYA mode. What are they doing? What are they doing? I'd love to know what's, what's happening with the latest. Steve checks in. The Taliban and others are waiting for 9-11 to create another one. Benghazi, Kabul. Ironically, if not when, our soldiers' orders stopped this 9-11 massacre of Americans, allies, and those who aided us. We're fighting against the force that will be using our own weapons against us. Thanks, Steve. And that's exactly right. Eddie, if this had been Trump, Queen Pelosi would already be on the House floor screaming and waving articles of impeachment. That's, that's 100% right. 100% right. Ooh, I would like... Okay, that's good. I heard you. It was a little miscommunication there. Uh, KP has uh, checked in uh, from Keller, Holland, and our local New Mexico Democrat reps. Two senators to MLG. They told us how Biden's character is calm with strength. They fawned over him. The presser was a dumpster fire. Wow. <clears throat> what a day. Wanted to read this poem, but couldn't resist sending it out. My laugh of the day. We're familiar with her. Oh, yeah. She, the I, I need to send this to actually text you now <laughs> you can doubt has a cell cell phone service that's a uh, very cool eddie do we have to fill out the u.s census survey any invasion of privacy the questions information terrible we don't want the government knowing everything about us we're voting for you enough nonsense take albuquerque thank you for responding that's right. got very excited so please to be a little texture we didn't we don't know where you're coming ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i can feel the pageant do you want to bring the noise the noise uh, and I'm hoping that I can help your campaign by assisting your campaign manager. Who is he? Um, let's see, we'll just uh, go directly to the website. We'll put you in touch. That's the way it goes. Um, <laughs> this is red, white, and blue. Sean Hannity says that word, so it must prove. We the people are owed. The former resident of California, I believe, will win. Listen to him for years, then you Thank you. I was on Brave and thought it would work. Uh, very good. I uh, heard a doctor today say that after vaccine approval, they have two weeks to disclose what's in it. Wow. Wow. Please tell me, Mr. Zanetti, or Eddie, since Biden failed to lead with the plan as commander-in-chief, can he be court-martialed or dishonorably discharged? 
Uh, you heard uh, General Zanetti talk about that. Uh, they'd actually have to put him through trial in order to do that based upon the orders. Eddie, my new shirt is the following. I will defend my rights against all enemies, foreign and Democrat. Wow. I love that. That's really good. Uh, Peter Ducey just leveled Biden when he was trying to blame Trump. He said he is not my president anymore. And <clears throat> that is when he put his head in his hands. That is how now famous picture that symbolizes his presidency. Clutching that folder. <clears throat> Clutching that folder. That's it. That is going to be him in crisis mode. Absolutely. It's really good. All right. So here's how I started off the whole mayoral Dow, did you hear this part? Did you, did you hear that when I played this? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, no. let me play this for you because I know that you didn't hear it. I was staggeringly and, drunk at a pool bar. Oh, yes. Uh, at per, per the usual, <laughs> Dowd, we can never clean Dowd up. There goes Dowd. All right, so this is a victim um, of rape at uh, Zorro Ranch. This is me speaking loudly, clearly, and uh, we will be posting this tomorrow. And you can share it and share it and share it. And uh, it's going to be a terrible URL, but you will no doubt share it. And I want everybody to see it. So here it is. the Right in front of Gloria Allred, since you mentioned her. Here it is. Manipulation of me as a child. Grooming. Jeffrey Epstein started his targeted grooming manipulation of me as a child when I was in New York City for a school trip. I first came into contact with an assistant of Epstein's while on a high school drama club field trip to New York City. I was invited to his home. There, his assistant took a photo of me and then later reached out to me inviting me to Epstein's ranch. I only knew Jeffrey Epstein for five days. During a trip to Zorro Ranch, his massive compound surrounded by government land in the New Mexico desert. Epstein took my sexual innocence in front of a wall of framed photographs of him shaking hands and smiling with celebrities and political leaders. I was only 15 years old. After, he wanted to talk with me about what had just been my first sexual experience and directed me to take time to myself that night to cry. He said that would be beneficial to my growth. After this, we had a long talk about my future goals. I told him that I wanted to go to college to study biochemistry. He said that he wanted to give me money for college. He asked me how much money I thought he should give me. At 15 years old, living in northern Michigan with my mother, stepfather, and grandfather, I had no idea how to respond to a billionaire who had just raped me. I was being asked to quantify in monetary terms what had been taken from me. When I agreed to $5,000, he smiled and wrote a check made out to the college I so desperately wanted to attend and was not sure my parents could afford. During my trip to New Mexico, I had flown on his jet, which I later learned had been nicknamed the Lolita Express. While he was giving me a tour of the bedroom, he told me to get down and feel the carpeted floors of the room. He then asked if I noticed anything special about the floor, and I responded that it felt very soft. He laughed and said it was because the floors in the bedroom were foam mattress floors, because he liked to have girls sleep around him on the floor while he slept in the bed. I remember wanting to ask him why he would want that. However, I restrained myself out of fear of sounding like the child I was. Later, when I chose a seat on the jet, Jeffrey told me that is where his good friend, Bill Clinton, 
always chooses to sit, as if to reassure me of the elite normalcy of that type of behavior. After I returned to Michigan from Zorro Ranch, I was contacted by one of Jeffrey Epstein's assistants and invited to Epstein's Island, where I was told Prince Andrew, among others, would be a guest. I declined the invitation out of fear. I'd only experienced a glimpse of Jeffrey Epstein's world, but it left me with residual trauma, which seriously impacted the trajectory of my life from that moment on. I know a considerable amount of information regarding Epstein's international child sex trafficking ring has already been released to the public. And I'm here today to ask that when you hear about more of the crimes committed against me and other victims, that you don't stop at feeling sorry or bad for us, but that you feel angry. Jeffrey Epstein was only a small part of an insidious system of privilege that exploits children as sexual commodities and robs them of their youth. It was clear from the time I spent with Epstein that something was very wrong with his lifestyle, and it didn't take a victim to see that. We were not hidden. It is upsetting to me to think that anyone who was closely associated with Jeffrey Epstein might argue that they didn't suspect that he might have been sexually abusing children. Epstein wielded great villainous power in his ability to make his victims feel shame of their backgrounds, to the point where we felt grateful of any attention or invitation into his inner billionaire playground, no matter the trauma it brought upon us. I left Zorro Ranch with a deep sense of shame, not just the shame of him having sexually abused me, but the shame of knowing that I had somehow been duped. It was the weight of Epstein's wealth, the isolation to which he subjected me, and his discussion of his social connections that crushed me into submission far more than his physical strength. I'm here today to clarify my position in a corrupt system I have not trusted to pile down. My hope is that this case and the resulting public discourse will help me to take back some of the power and self-esteem I lost as a victim of Jeffrey Epstein's crimes. For the past 16 years, I have felt isolated in my experience, and the lack of consequences for Epstein's actions has left me feeling as though there is no justice for me here. This case has brought me hope that there are people who are able and willing to assist us. In our, effects, in our efforts to heal. I am grateful for the help I have received, the opportunity to speak, and the fact that this is not over. I would also like to say that I agree with Gloria that Prince Andrew and any others who are close to Epstein should come forward and give a statement under oath on what information they have. All the information pertaining to, the, to and around this case is important. Just because Epstein is dead does not mean that others around him don't deserve their day in court as well. Pretty uh, gripping testimony. Down to reaction on uh, that and uh, what you immediately understood uh, about what happened and transpired to this young woman under the age of 16 in New Mexico. Well, I mean, I think one of the reasons I find these incredible is because uh, meeting Jim Norton said when you, the number of women accusing trauma in it usually means they're not. They're not the other issue is there's no guarantee that these women now, teenagers then, you know, are really going to get any kind of, as you said before, Daddy, justice. You know, they were still waiting for justice for these these, these women. 
in New Mexico, I don't know if it's ever been made explicit, but the, the power elite basically say, well, nothing really happened as Zorro Ranch. You know, maybe something would have happened in the future. Right, right. Everything happened in the Caribbean and New York or in the skies. And there's really, there's no story here. Here you have a victim talking about Zorro Ranch. This is November 2019. This wasn't last week. Uh, this is not something that, that has been prompted by Eddie Aragon. British press to come forward, and while I'm certainly no fan of fan of Gloria, all uh, there's no question that women were victimized by by Epstein, and, and it's not wrong for them to seek out the most notable, capable, media savvy uh, lawyer to represent them. So um, I, I just think it's another reason why we've seen a tremendous dereliction of duty. Another, I guess, another piece of evidence in the case against local law enforcement and the local media. Uh, the lack of interest. They're just not interested Bingo. in the fact there that, you go. that, that you this big it. piece of property in what was clearly abuse going on for years and years, international, I think maybe Ring, maybe Ring does describe it, given how many were involved. It, it wasn't just it Epstein. It wasn't just Ghislaine. They had pilots. Yes. They had groomers. And it is. Go. it happened here. Now, did yeah. it happen here as much as the Caribbean? We'll probably never know the precise answer to all these questions, but surely things happened here that necessitate greater interest and greater involvement by the powers that be here, and the powers that be here are not interested. Uh, we have floor plans, all three floors. We know exactly. Uh, we have the flight logs out of Santa Fe. We have the flight logs out of Albuquerque. All the flight logs uh, are there. Uh, we know that there were undisclosed people who and not everybody that came in made it out. Actually proved that uh, there. Uh, is running with that story. And that next Tuesday, I'm told. Oh, good. They got it, uh, through that, um, it, it's a wait and see approach. They keep in, then it's always legal. They got to check it with somebody else before they run something like this. Because this is something that gets people in a lot of hot water. Uh, and, and of course, mainly the people who are fund these newspapers and the powerful people around them who don't want bad press. So true. Bill Richardson is featured prominently in all of this. Bill Clinton, <clears throat> Jeffrey Epstein, and then uh, Prince Andrew. They are all littered throughout uh, this the entirety of this. In addition to the floor plans. In addition to uh, Kevin Spacey and, you know, the corroboration of uh, Prince Andrew, did he know? We can prove based upon the pictures in this video alone. And this is enough to know that Ghislaine Maxwell set all this up for the at least these men and possibly many, many others as a, a giant international blackmail scheme uh, for the very rich and very powerful. Uh, yes, doubt. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, don't forget that in, the, in Britain, in the UK, they have a much lower threshold for the slander and libel laws. So I think that may be part of the reticence on the part of, of uh, any British press to cover this. So they really do their due diligence to the nth degree over there because a guy like Richardson could sue uh, under UK laws uh, in, in a freedom that he doesn't necessarily have or an opportunity, uh, an, a tool he doesn't necessarily have over here. So um, I hope we, I hope we do get those reports, Eddie, because you've been working with the British press for some time on this. Uh, two years now mm-hmm. uh, in all in all. So we did this uh, actually more than two years because that started back in July uh, and August of uh, 2019. And, and, and listen, oh, this is some kooky thing. So our ranch is, what, an hour's drive away? No, no, it's, it's not. Not even an hour. It's 40, 40 minutes. I it's can, right I can here in New Mexico. From my, my door to their front gate, I can get there in 44 minutes. Yeah, if this were Boise, and Idaho, Eddie and I would probably talk about this once a year. It was yeah. here where we have a very corrupt political culture, a uniparty state, and, uh, you know, get drilling down to the truth and finding accountability and getting justice for, I'm sure, the multiple women who were abused on that property. Uh, as I said, the powers that be not interested. All right. Make sure you sign up at rockoftalk.chat. We'll cover the uh, top ones uh, tomorrow. Thank you all, folks. Uh, we have another 700 and 
of, I don't know, $80 to go here until we close uh, what we need to to get to 16000 Ladies and gentlemen, you did it. Uh, we not only got on the ballot, uh, we're going to raise another uh, $8,000 plus uh, tomorrow. $9,000 plus. We'll get through the $25,000 uh, threshold. Stay tuned. We're going to be here with Bill O'Reilly next. 